Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Phosphex Party. You'll notice, of course, we've just got a new intro music. Hope you're enjoying that. We'll be covering all of our regular hobby news. Uh, we'll be looking at some future events coming forward for that at Phosphex Party. And of course, our new regular hotness, Console Wars. Let's get right into it. Hello, gentlemen. How are we doing on this fine meat feast today? Uh, I, I think I've slightly sunburned one of my arms, but I'm good. He's <laughs> like, you got the trucker arm. I was expecting to come for a nice day of gaming, which has been cool, but I wasn't expecting to have to do it at Mountain Doom. Yeah. Um, Bruh. It yeah. is hot right now. Spicy. Uh, hey, look, it's not it's not uh, Pacific Northwest hot, though, is it? No. Or Death Valley hot. No. no. Death Valley are hot. I mean, I've been to Death Valley. I mean, that, that's hot where you're driving down the road. It's basically helpful when you're in an air-conditioned car. And then you put your arm out the window and it's like going, hmm, that's the same feeling I get when I put my arm in a hot oven to get the food out. No, that's that's not a good feeling. No, that's bad, that's bad times. No, we're, so we're, we've been experiencing heat and burgers today mainly, and a bit of our first gaming in, well... Since, since March 2020 for me. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. and you, you've had a near-death experience since then as well. As One or two, yeah. As regular <laughs> listeners will already know. Yep. No, yeah, that's, that's been literally the first time, other than role-playing, that's been the first kind of tabletop war game I've done since March last year. I've got some advice for the player base, which is don't barbecue in 30 degree heat. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fucking dumb. Don't, but when Ross does it, it is epic food. It's the big meat, lads. The big meat. That was a lot of meat. Yeah. Uh, I, I do feel quite Neanderthal-like. I feel like I've channeled my inner uh, caveman, to be honest. We should point out the fact that we're a missing person today. We are. Ants man down. Um... Uh, child uh, attention span broke him and he had to take home because she was bored which is a shame but don't he worry uh, he's still here he's still around <laughs> he's, he's still a member of the crew he's just not on the cast yeah he's, he's not he's having a, having a, a podcast off tonight a podcast off oh th- those of you with ears will have realised two things we're all in the same room oh and Spin's eating yep god I'm damn it Spin hey, it's hot and I got handed an ice pole or is it a fr- Ice pop. <laughs> no, is it? A, a, no, a freezer, freezer pop. Yeah, as my as my northern girlfriend fiance says, it's a freezer pop. I mean, but we're all from the Midlands, even? so it's an ice pop from yeah, ice pop. Midlands. Tip Midlands, or as she calls it, France. <laughs> it might because as well it's be. south of uh, Sheffield. Yeah, might as well be France. I'm doing it now, pretty much. Uh, excellent. I'm glad <laughs> I just to can't it. wait for you to figure out what you're going to do with the wrapper. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to sit like that for an hour and a half. <laughs> so mm, um, That juicy ASMR. <laughs> Don't you dare put that on the floor. Yes, this is his house It's got juice in it. Bruh! It's not seeping out of it onto anything. It better yes. not. My, yes. ca- my, cream, my cream is carpet. <laughs> Let's try that again. Nobody's creaming your carpet. Oh, mate. God. You're paying for that separately, let me tell you. Ugh. So, um... In terms of what we're talking about today, then uh, we've got some uh, hobby news. Obviously, let's just let's just be upfront. Those of you uh, listening to this on SoundCloud or wherever will notice a few things. We have done a bit of rebranding, haven't we? We have. Um, so we've got new logo. We've got a bit of a new intro music. We've got what else is new? That's bed, it. I suppose. The bed. Yeah. The bed is a technical term for the music that you heard while Dan introduced the, uh, <laughs> oh. the podcast. We're not just discussing the fact that one of us bought a new bed. It's a super-ass comfy bed. Or even weirder, a communal Phosphex party bed. Nope. 
in the back uh. of the Phosphex party van. <laughs> Get oh. in, I've got dice. <laughs> the Mattress of Tears. Oh no! <laughs> the Mattress of Tears. The uh, salty, salty tears. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I um, hope you're liking all that. Um, we were going to be talking about that, obviously. Well, maybe we'll, we'll touch on that. We've got, there is some um, horror social news. Obviously, you know, GW have been AOS, large in AOS to the max. Uh, of late, but the 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 crappy leaks that exist are out there, and I guess we ought to talk about potato cam footage. Well, that was the big exciting thing, wasn't it? Recently, yeah. and then um, the the epic packing error of Malagas that wasn't Malagas. Was it an error or was it a ploy? Oh. Oh. I mean, get the red string out. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've said this on many occasions. Uh, I'm a firm <laughs> believer that if you can. You don't need Machiavellian big brain plays if you can assign it to a smooth brain negligence. What we need is, you know, the old school rotary telephones? Yes. We need one of those covered in tinfoil that only dials Ellis. <laughs> so whenever, whenever something like this happens, we can just ring him and be like, you're on the conspiracy line. Give us the hot take, man. Give us the hot take. Now, I mean, like, that's obviously those photos that, Kate, that got uh, leaked around. I mean, for those of you that haven't been, you know, living in a cave for... Uh, you know, the last two, three months. I've been probably more than aware of what we're talking about, but Hold those on. of you... Did we just skip Hobby? Because we know we did. Of us did it. We did. No, I oh, have done I, Hobby. Oh, back in your box, mate. Yeah. I have. I read another book. I'm getting it in Oof. there first. Are we going to carry on with the Hobby news, or...? Let's, uh, um, yeah, let's, let's talk about the news and we'll come back to what we've done for Hobby. Oh, this is going, this is going in the face <laughs> of the running order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we got excited, didn't we? So, um... So yeah, well, well, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, what we assume is photos of a potential new Heresy box set mm-hmm. or miniatures that might be getting released. We don't actually know anything beyond what of what they actually are, but we would just know what they were pictures of. No, there's plenty of speculation. Yeah. There, but... What do you mean we don't know what they actually are? In terms of whether it was a box set or starter set or oh, anything right, like that, yeah. we just know. I was going to say, it's yeah. a pretty safe bet that they're... We just know what they're yeah. pictures of, not Mark, what it's Mark, from. Mark Six Marines... Which yeah. um, I, I think I've discussed on many times that not on the podcast that yeah it's not my jam. Not my no, jam you're not a fan, me. are you, Mark Six? I, I think at this point with the Games Workshop leaks because they leaked the orcs on the back of the Cadian box mm-hmm. recently. I think we can start comparing it to like the cryptid hunters. You know, people that take pictures of Bigfoot and they're always slightly out of focus despite the fact that they've got like a six billion megapixel yeah. phone and things so like that. Like they've been purposefully made to look like the potato cams. Which is partly why I'm in the camp of Games Workshop either are doing it themselves or know it's happening. I mean, let's be realistic. Have you seen the photos that your own phone can take? Yeah. They're pretty clear, aren't they? Yeah. Unless you're moving it around like you're on a train or something like you that. You can see every wrinkle yeah. on Alan's molecock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, I mean, no, you know, literally talking about the quality of photos is a bit of a sidebar here, but like... Dan, you've taken photos of stuff that you've painted and Steph's taken, yeah. you know, our friend Steph has taken photos, where just using a phone camera, the detail is so good, you can pick up on, like, faults in painting or, like, model, you know, faults that it's that good quality. I so how are we getting such poor quality images? Like, someone's taking a, oh, oh, hang on, we're in the 1960s and we're in the Cold War, let's take pictures on the whatever. <laughs> Microfilm. Yeah, exactly. Wait, 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 let me book it. <laughs> bang out my Nokia to take this photo. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? So <laughs> send it as an SMM. SMS it, it, it does seem odd that these photos are very poor quality. Yeah, I mean, but if, you, if you can take a photo that's of such high resolution that you can see print lines that are invisible to the naked eye, like, 
Which you can. Yeah, because yeah, we've, we've, seen, we've, it, we've yeah. seen it on, on your stuff. But unless it's literally, I've got 0.3 seconds to take this photo, otherwise like the armed guard that's with me <laughs> is going to see me doing it. Which isn't the case. I just, I don't know. It, what it does look like is though it's a picture of something, like a, a picture of a picture that's zoomed in. That's usually when you see like kind of... Anyway, we're getting way too far beyond what we need to be talking about here, but... I mean, it was taken with a telephoto lens from six blocks away. <laughs> from a rooftop. No, you know what I mean? Like, when you take a picture of something in a book, for example, to send to a mate, and then you kind yeah. of... That kind of... That's when you start losing a bit. Anyway. But what we're talking about is, like, we saw Mark Six Marines yeah. on both Sons of Horror's paint scheme and uh, Imperial okay. Fists. We heavily suspected a plastic... Spartan. There was certainly a Spartan in the picture, but and it's got details on the on, on what we know to be the current resin version, at least. My favourite one was the guy on Crusade and Heresy that like enlarged the picture, drew a giant red circle around the flashlight, and was like, "This isn't the normal searchlight." And then the first comment to that was someone's like, "The conversions exist." You, yeah, you can take plastic and bits like, and put them onto resin bits. By the way. I get that it looks because there's a lot of differences. Like there's some of the interior design, the design above the doorway, the last cabins don't look like they're yeah. made pipe cleaners. But at the same time, citing just the searchlight, which is, in my opinion, the most interchangeable piece of like modelling equipment about. It's probably one of the bits that's most likely to be spare on any Rhino kit because no one really not them. I never put the searchlight on. And if I keep saying flashlight, any minute I'm going to drop flashlight. <laughs> I've never put a flashlight on. <laughs> but there, uh, there was... Searchlight, there was... flashlight, flashlight. That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, Catafractile Terminators in there. Yeah. Uh, there was a Dreadnought that like a new Dreadnought. Yeah, a Dreadnought. Uh, uh, and then what we can only assume to be a couple of characters, potentially. One of which is disturbingly reminiscent of uh, Primaris Captain with Cape. Uh, yeah, in terms of its pose and whatnot. Yeah. Um, that's that, pretty much all we know. Gotta sweat that digital asset. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's been all sorts of theories as to what the, is this a starter box set and all sorts of things. I mean, there's been other rumors around, but quite frankly, we're not here to talk about rumors that we don't know anything about. So I, I'm, I'm we not talk about what we've seen. Yeah, I'm not a great one for speculating about random stuff on the internet. I mean, we've I mean, talked about stuff before, but it's, it's probably worth saying. I think we've all heard from different sources various things that would corroborate some elements of that yeah so I don't, I'm not saying any of us have got like a pipeline to sort of like um, grade A five star I guess it's as good as anyone else's isn't it yeah really? absolutely irrefutable sources but it's um, the should we say the conspiracy theories have been at least consistent yeah <laughs> so yeah in this one there is I'm not going to name who it was but someone sent me a message saying this is a few weeks ago saying that someone had sent them a... You know what? You can send someone a boomerang. Is it a boomerang? On Instagram? Oh, a picture it's like that a picture that vanishes. Yeah. yeah. Like a dick pic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I just wanted to say yes. They, they were like, oh, they sent me this this picture and it, uh, it had all this cool, like, listed tactical marines and, and plastic spartan and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Like, I don't not believe you, but at the same time, I've got no proof. Google, fuck off. Do one. And then as soon as the pictures dropped on the internet straight away, they were like, bruh! And I was like, yeah, I saw them. Like, it's cool. Like, I, I'm excited, but at the same time, like, my excitement will be magnified by a release date. What What I don't think... Uh, I don't, I'm not going to fall into, and I would hope that 
most sane people on the interweb. I can't, I, I can't qualify that because not everybody on the internet is sane. Um, I will not fall into the pit of. I've I've extrapolated from a grainy potato cam photo of some marines I've never seen before in heresy colours an entire world where something's going to happen and then I'm going to lose my shit on the internet when it when whatever is announced is announced and it isn't exactly what I imagined it was going to be that's the worst thing isn't it when yeah. people have built up this image in their head of what they want it to be yeah. and when it's not that's it it's the end of the world yeah it's like all the people that watch like WandaVision and Loki and they're like I've figured it out I've figured it out and I want this to happen and I've got this theory and then something happens and it's not that theory. Like, irresputably, it's cool. Like, it, it, it's very interesting, it's awesome, it's the story. But then they're butthurt because it's not what they thought it was going to be. And it's like, I know I was trolling in our group because I was like, oh, it's Mephisto, it's Mephisto, Mephisto. You weren't trolling, you thought it was. Uh, I mean, I did, but now, <laughs> only for WandaVision. Oh, yeah. When, when we were watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier and I was like, Mephisto. <laughs> and then Loki, I was like, did you see that? That was Mephisto. But I know that just because I say it doesn't make it true. Yeah. And there's people that are saying, oh, plastic assault marines, plastic this, plastic that, and the other. Um, and I'm just like, maybe don't get your um, expectations too high because you're going to be disappointed. Even if you do get some of what you want, you're not going to get everything. I think the, the, the best thing you can take away from it is that we're getting something. That's what, all I'm, that's what I'm bothered about, is that we're going to get something. We know yeah. something's coming. Yeah. That's as cool as anything as far as I'm concerned. It's not going to happen until the AOS hype train calms down. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's probably why we've... I mean, from from the past, we've seen the Games Workshop are pretty on the ball when it comes to responding to leaks, i.e. like the boys thing, but we, the old boys thing. They got on that one pretty quick, but not with the heresy one, but which suggests maybe... But what a, we've seen, though, is they're very quick to either jump on leaks that have negative press, like the cow elves... Mm. Or the boys, because the boys were like in the in the current release cycle anyway. So to get ahead of people questioning why haven't we seen these models if the orc release is coming, they previewed them. Yeah. And it's the same with the cow elves because they were like they were up and coming release, weren't they? They're coming this month anyway, so we might as well do it. I think the heresy pictures are the same as the Primaris speeder, speeder pictures. Thing. Yeah. Because the the speeder and the tank were out in the wild in potato cam for like months before they became a thing mm. on a preview. And that's because majority of people were like, that's cool. Like, I like that. I'm not going to be salty and kicking off about I it. I have tinnitus! I have a brother! <laughs> Whereas the cow elves, people were like, what is this bullshit? Yeah. Like, why does it exist? I mean, yeah. I still this have questions real. about that. I like, do. Oh, yeah. What is this bullshit? The kangaroo cow elves? No, no. I mean, the, the, I'd say from from those those leaks, the photos that we've seen of the of the Mark Six Marines, I'd say the the, ne- the only negative stuff I've really seen is been the potential scale increase. Ah, scale creep uh, can get but into Until we've actually got the models in our hand, it could be it, nothing. Yeah, it's a 2D picture, false perspective. They might not be. Yeah, it, it, that's what I was basically going to go down the route of, is that we, we've not got actual models in our hands. They could be exactly the same size thing as what we They look thick. They are triple C. But uh, do they look thick in terms of, like, much like the plastic Mark IV compared to the 412 Mark IV? I don't know, IV? man. Those thigh plates are clapping. They're not sneaking up on I, I mean, here's the thing. Are we saying then that Raven Guard can't actually have Mark VI because they're, <laughs> they're too dummy thick, thick and they can, <laughs> can hear their ass plates clapping? <laughs> 
That's exactly what I'm saying. That is, that, that is why they got so done on Istvan. Yeah. Everyone was like, I hear them over there. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely flanking us on that side. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty much covers that, doesn't it? Um, the yeah, other thing I mean, is the uh, recently, as in the last few days, the Malagas that wasn't Malagas. Well, not Malagas. Yeah, the yeah. mispacked uh, potential character. Again, for... right, it went to a studio painter. I, I'm not buying it. I think that the package in the background was just a ploy to make yeah. it seem like it was, oh, look, it was mispacked, but is, it was actually, is it, is it received it's, it's painting. Um, oil slick painting for I studio, I think. Didn't see who it was by. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a praetor. I think it's a character. It may. I based you were on earlier, you, I can't remember who you said you thought it might be. I either think it's Tybalt Mar or Ekadon. Uh, okay. They see. I've I've seen other people talk about Ekadon. Um, the type from what you said about Tybalt Mar in the books makes it fit. For me, it was just the fact that its base looks like it's a bit more characteristic than just a standard praetor. Yeah, it's got you what know. they pass for as a scenic base. It's got the it's the same kind of base as um, Saul fucking Tarvitz has. <laughs> Saul fucking Tarvitz. But uh, we don't know. Once again, you know, it could be. It's also got. I mean, it's got both a unhelmeted and helmeted head. Uh, when I first saw a picture of it when it had been put together without the backpack and that, the head looked tiny. Yeah, uh, looked massively out of scale. But Pinhead. same again. Until we've got modelled hands, we know more about it. Don't know anything else. Sevatar comes with a helmet and an unhelmeted head. A couple of the characters do. Yeah. That's well, Sol- 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's well, becoming a standard thing, isn't it? Most so, of the Praetors do. So the yeah. word bearer Praetor came with he- the Yeah, Dark one did. The, I will say that most of the Praetors tend to have fairly generic weapons. Like the fairly, fairly yeah, like standard for, weapons I mean, that you um, equip a Praetor with. The uh, Wordbearers ones have, they have uh, mauls, right? Or uh, no, one the has Terminator's a sword. got a maul. The, the, the power armoured dude's got a sword. Yes, yeah. it's going to be a paragon blade or a power yeah. sword. And a plasma pistol. Which ironically is what I give mine normally. It was almost kind of like perfect. Both the, both the Imperial Fists have sword. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, we don't know. I mean, again. Power fist might make sense for a Praetor, I guess. But, I mean... It, it, like you said, I think... At the end of the day... Yeah, like I said, I think the, a power weapon of some kind is generally more uh, universal because it can fill a lot more of the weapon options on a Praetor or, you know, character generic character model. Whereas on a actual character, like a power fist might be more specific. But then... I don't think I don't know of any Sons of Horus characters that are currently out in the rules that would have that. No, there's only Malagost and uh, Horus that are actually out as characters. I think. Oh, uh, Abaddon. Uh, oh, Abaddon. Abaddon, of course. But yeah, and that's it. So it could we could maybe you know maybe it's a sign of a model that's coming out. Maybe but they also did um, our man Argyll Town. They did. No oh. rules for him. And there's no we, rules yeah, for Argyll Town. We've not talked about him yet, have we? I don't think. I, well, I mean, what is it to say? He's the sexiest man in Jamaica. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, and fuck Erebus. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, Erebus. But yeah, I mean, well, uh, for me, I'm just excited to see stuff that's coming for Erebus. Yeah, I mean, I would summarise my response to all of this. Uh, emotionally excited, intellectually, everything that we've got is basically rumour and supposition. Yeah. And I think I said it about... I've seen a couple of posts where people have put stuff up and I've gone... I'd love all of that to be true, but in reality, that's somebody just wishlisting on the internet. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. And I think we have a lot of this. This has been confirmed. It's been confirmed. And it's like, by who? You ask for a source, and they're just like, oh, it's not spiky bits. 
And it's like, I'm glad that I don't have to click on that internet cesspool that is spiky bits. <laughs> but at the same time, that's not a confirmation. Mm. Like, who told you that? Did Tony Cottrell tell you this? Yeah, I'd still have questions if he did. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, realistically, it's only confirmation when we get an, an article from Forge World Stroke Games Workshop. Beyond that, it's all rumour and supposition. Yeah, something in Warhammer, you know, Warhammer community, some announcement on a, you know, kind of charisma fest that is the Twitch <laughs> Charisma fest. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like I say, it, emotionally, I'm excited. Intellectually, I, just, I know at the moment it's just people wishlisting. Yeah. So, I can move on with they, my life. Core models are coming. Simple as that. Yeah, something's coming, isn't it? Something's coming, and I can. Right. Here's the other thing. I'll guarantee you, at least fifty percent of the community will hate it. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm fully gearing up to hate parts of version two, because if I, the thing is the way I work is I'll uh, I'm terminally cynical, so I hate everything, and then something. Until uh, you get convinced for, otherwise. For example, in I hate version two. Version two comes out, and it's everything I wanted. That's a nice surprise. If I get hyped for version 2, it comes out and it's just a reskin of ninth, then I'm probably going to go and jump in front of a train. Because that's the level of disappointment I'll be dealing with. So as long as I'm sat, like, kind of sat on the fence being like, some of it might be good, most of it's probably going to be shit. Then like, you look, it's a bit like me, where generally I'm a pessimist because, you know, it can only get better from that point. <laughs> yeah. Or you're already prepared for the worst, so... <laughs> Jesus, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, think, oh, if Ant was here, he'd be like, what? <laughs> I think that's why I ended up with some of the fucking ridiculous opinions that I come out with sometimes. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be shit. And everyone's like, no, it's amazing. It's, it's like, it's plate gold. It's great. And I'm like, no, it's going to be wank. And then it happens. And I'm like, actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah, one. Yeah, it's like when I talked shit solid for like 15 minutes about Forge World not communicating, and then the next day they released that fucking um, articles. We're gonna do an article every month, and I was like, "Fuck!" Don't think we've had one this month yet. Last one was more Malagors. If we did, it was so insignificant to me. I literally passed me by. Did Malagors come before or after the Imperial Fist one? Before, before but Malagors has been released now, hasn't it? So the yeah. Imperial Fist one was the last one we had. Because we had, we had Malagors, which was the first one, and everyone yeah. was like, "Ooh!" And then we had Imperial Fist, and everyone got even more excited. Then we had Argul Tal. Oh yeah. Half the community were like, "Where the fuck is his pa- his, uh, his custodian spear?" Oh yeah. And the other half were like, "Where the fuck's his rules?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be. Something. I mean, that's you got to say that's that's got to be a sign of something. We've not yeah. got rules for it a could, model that they're releasing. Just, it could just be. Hashtag some bullshit, and uh, it'd be like, oh yeah, just use the dark martyr rule. I was gonna say it'd be so like, good if it's oh, just a fucking bellend. It's just a troll, and it's like here's a here's an alternate sergeant for your for yeah, your Galvor. Galvor is, oh, you. Well, these are the thirty k Primaris lieutenants. <laughs> 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 it's the same as all the guys that follow um, Dawn of Fire, who have seen the new book is called uh, The Wolf Time. Oh, and they're Jesus. like, Russ is coming! And it's like, bro, the, the Dawn of Fire happened like two, three hundred years before the Pariah Nexus, which is the current timeline. No Russ in the current timeline, is there? No. He's coming, he's not coming. Just he's cut. Oh, no. Cock blocked again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's it for news, though, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think there was anything else to talk about because there's been no other releases that I know of. No, that's pretty much it. So, winding the clock back fractionally mm-hmm. to hobby. Have you done any hobby, guys? I read a book. Oh, fuck what off. What book did you read? Hashtag not my hobby. It's not Anarch. 
okay. Yeah. I've read half of Ben Counter's new Primaris Soul Drinkers. I'm trying not to pull my face. You know when I started reading that? But a long time ago? Just after we finished our last podcast. Ooh. Do you know do you know how much I'm enjoying that book? Not much. I've stubbed my toe and had a better time. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. But you're not enjoying it. I'm not saying it's bad. But then bad. you have, to be fair, you have read a book that has flawed anyone who's read it so far. Yeah, everyone's lying in the room. We road. can't talk about that one because Dan <laughs> hasn't read it and no, we don't want to spoil it for anyone on one. We can't talk about the book, but we can talk about the effect the book is having on our extended community. Yeah, so the book we're talking about is Penitent. Now, for anyone out there who is a uh, Eisenhorn stroke Ravenna fan, and if you've not read it yet, what are you doing? Can I just say, to... Eisenhorn sounds like some kind of sexual affliction. <laughs> if your Eisenhorn lasts for more than four hours, <laughs> yeah. you attention. Oh, I'm proper, my, Eisen, my Eisen's probably horned. But the but... thing is, Ravenna sounds like something that will cure your Eisenhorn. <laughs> Absolutely! <laughs> <laughs> but basically, if you've not read it yet, uh, be prepared... There is space in the road for you to come and we, lie down yeah, with yeah. us. We, there, we've, we've got a community road for people to come and lie in. Uh, you Just maybe let us know with the hashtag, I've been pariahed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can join us on the road. Or hashtag, join the road. <laughs> join the road. I mean, when I say this, I mean, it's got to the, it got to the point where I was pre-warned by Ross to put something to cover the last page, yeah. and I literally read the last page line by line with a sheet of paper I did sliding down the page, and I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh! <laughs> In fact, you know the meme of the rest of the manager that's like, yeah. like that? Yeah, that, it was basically, that was my reaction. Uh, it, but yeah, it is good. But that I've not read anything since, because I've not been able to find anything to, that is interesting me to read. Ain't it? It, it's like it's so good that it existentially destroys your ability to find and I, I made the mistake of following it up with Anarch because oh. I was like you know what Dan Abner he's good like Gaunt's Ghost is good he killed so many of my favourite characters that quite frankly it's a personal attack at this point yeah I mean, I, I, I'm all up for going around and, and issuing a punishment beating to Dan this a, as you followed up after Saturday as well yeah, I read. So it went from Saturnine, where I was the big sad, <laughs> then into Penitent, where I was the big shook, existentially like sat for an hour afterwards, just staring at the floor, and then read Anarch, and was just like, cool, Dad Abner has spent the last month emotionally abusing me. Like, but the thing is, we can't go and get him yet, because he hasn't written his second Siege book, and he hasn't written the last in the series of the Beckwin arc. Yeah, he's he's currently safe. He is safe for now. And the thing well, is, as well, I need him to finish Gaunt's Ghosts. Once he's done those three, then we can go and have a I, I, re- I reckon he's going to do a George R. R. Martin and car kick before he finishes. That be the ultimate. Oh. That be the ultimate fuck you. And then and then Ben Cantor will finish off all three series. <laughs> <laughs> thing is, a few years ago he came close, didn't he? When he oh, when he randomly noise. was just like, I'm taking a break from writing, and everyone was like, Oh shit, why? And he goes, I've got epilepsy, and I nearly died. And it's like, Oh. Okay, are you good? <laughs> We're sorry. He's like, no, I keep having fits in my sleep. And it's like, mm, please no. Yeah. Not, not before you've let, finished. Dan, Dan, let me just stop you there. You cannot die before you finish these series, otherwise we will kill you. Although ADB has officially finished his, his, his siege, siege book. And he's like, oh. And he has promised us an MS Paint version of the map, <laughs> which I'm more looking forward to than the official version of the map. But he has seen the official version of the map hey. and the cover as well, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has, yeah, yeah. 
Here's the thing. The MS version, MS Paint version of the map might be the official version of the map. Ooh. Right, I've got to say, just quickly on this one, because we talked about it. Although I've read Mortis, so I'm as up-to-date as I'm going to get for for the, uh, for the Harris. You're waiting on Mortis still, aren't you? I'm not ready yet. Yeah, you're not ready yet. But so far, Mortis is good. I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was good. I thought it was good, but I have issues with it. But I don't want to talk about them in front of Ross. No, I mean, I what I said to Ross was of all. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, the Siege series is probably it's 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 a bit like going to the a nightclub, being a really attractive person, but everybody else you go with is Vogue model. So you don't look good by association. You're the ugliest one of the crowd. Even though you're a good, lo- yeah, yeah, I get it. Even yeah. though it's good, you are, by default, you are the you are ugly a legitimate one. stunner. But everyone else around you is an international supermodel. <laughs> is it better than First Wall? Because I have a lot no. of issues with First Wall. No, I don't think it's as good as really? First Wall. Like I said, I've got my issues with it, but I would rather wait until you've finished reading it before I discuss my issues with it. So I'm going to have to move I, I think, up the reading my, my personal feeling is, uh, I think it's the weakest of the lot so far. Oh, no. Now, that might be that I, I do find kind of like Titan-scale war. It just gets a bit... It's like... It's like when you you've you've got some sort of Norwegian death metal, right? You've turned it up to eleven. You put it through an amp. You can't get any louder, and the the walls vibrating. It's like there's nowhere for it to go. It's like highlighting white. <laughs> it's like everything's up here, <laughs> and it's like that for like five six chapters. It's like just. Take your foot off the gas for yeah. 30 seconds. But I've got to, uh, what I was, my point was going to say is that I'm, even though I'm up to date, I still think Saturnine is probably the best book in the Heresy series. Um, I put it up in my top five, Saturnine. I really like Saturnine. It's definitely the best in the Siege series, but it's definitely up there with one of the best in the Yeah, there, there, the are, key, there are key elements towards the end of Saturnine, which I'm like, that's a fucking cop-out. Cop-out, 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 Yeah, cop-out, there's, cop-out. there's a few bits in Saturnine that... But as a... As a story, yeah, great it story. Is, um, there's just some stuff in it, and like, oof, that was that was a yeah. ride. That was definitely a ride, and followed up by Fury of Magnus, which oh, Fury of Magnus was good, was good. Mm. And then I think that's part of Mortis's problem, is that following up those two, I, I that re- didn't yeah. help. I, I refer you to my previous comment about yeah. a super hot person <laughs> going out with a bunch of international supermodels. Yeah, and it's like. Oh, the thing I'm was, that it, was now. it was one of the books I was most excited to read as well, because, because it was Titan. because it's a Titan based. You see, story. I'm super hype for Warhawk. Uh, I'm super hyped for that because of see, it's going to be one of those books where we know from the old law what might have happened. So it's, I'm excited to see how it's handled now because we're getting to that point in the Heresy series where these uh, events are have been discussed a lot previously based on old law you know what we what we know about previously of what uh, might have happened to Jakarta Khan however you want to pronounce Jagatai. it Jakatai Khan I heard someone say it was Han recently who Not, said that because it was wrong. on TV it was a in a actual series about a what I thought was Khan of Khans and they said that it was a Han uh, so I'm actually curious well, about whether we've been saying that okay, right well the, the there is, it's not the same language, obviously, but there's a letter in Arabic um, called um, Kha, which is, we, you would transliterate it in English as K-H, but it's, it's the back of the throat, it's Kha, right. like that. So you might say... So we, we, we make it English, 
Yeah, you, because well, we yeah. Can, yeah. Okay, so the the correct way of pronouncing um, Milan isn't Milan; it's Milan. Mm. If you are English, the way you pronounce Milan is Milan. Milan is the Italian pronunciation. Yeah. Um, it's like um, revenue. We all say revenue. You know, like in inland revenue. Yeah, revenue is a French pronunciation. The way you say it in English is revenue. Right. A bit like I mean, I learned this about um, Hiroshima. Mm. A lot of people in the Western world call it Hiroshima, but it, it's it's meant to be pronounced Hiroshima. Yeah. Anyway, but that's. I loved how you looked at me, waiting for me to say something. Because you were looking at me like I'd just said something wrong. Because I was desperately trying to not make a fucking hole in the ground, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, but the point the point being is, yeah. they they were they were probably using a, a kind of like a region. Or yeah, that, yeah, that's why I was, was just suddenly jumped into my head. But yeah, I think that's the reason why I'm looking forward to Warhawk because it's going to be one of those books where it's like, oh, that's not how I expected it to go. Or it's a, yeah, we we've got an idea of what should or what we expect. Like you were going to say earlier about what we expect to happen. But as we've learned from the Harry series, there's a lot of times when you kind of go, ooh, it's the that way, was different. The way that Fulgrim was the pivotal point in the Heresy books where, because obviously there was the first iteration of law where Ferris Magnus died, and then there was the second iteration of law where he went missing. And obviously the Iron Hands are searching for him and yada, yada, yada. But it's the, it was the pivotal moment there where Fulgrim killed him, and you know it was very clear that that is the first iteration of the law. Yeah. Um, so it could happen again, and they've been pretty close to the original law all the way through. Like, there's there's a, the odd like, I don't I still don't understand what purpose damnation of Pythos serves. I think that was just a tie in with what was happening in forty k. But it's also it the same as uh, as forty k novel. I also don't understand what purpose Nemesis serves. Yeah, I'm I, a sneaky, I, sneaky boy. I've got a feeling Nemesis was a prep for a a different storyline arc later down the line, and it didn't really pan out. I don't get me wrong. Nemesis is cool. There's a lot of stuff that happened that was very cool in Nemesis. I just think it could have either been a novella yeah. or a side plot in it, another book. It felt like a long story for yeah. what it did, and that's why I think it. I think I've got a feeling that back then. I mean, bear in mind, I think the the plan for the Harry series changed a hell of a lot back then. Yeah. Because of how popular it became. I mean, Nemesis was the 30k Expendables. He even went and put his team yeah. together. Yeah. And, I don't know, I just... It just felt like there was maybe a bigger arc that they were hoping, that they expected that to fall into, which never really panned out, yeah. because of more important arcs were actually... Yeah, we should be writing about what's going on with the Blood Angels, for example, or the Ultramarines, rather than these random people in this book that we did yeah. it will be interesting to see if they stick with the original lore in Warhawk yeah that's why I'm excited for it because it's I think from this point onwards things are going to start kind of we're kind of getting to that point where it's like things are very quickly going to start coming together as we have expected them to be what, there's, there's eight books and we're five in six in six Warhawk's six is it six, not including the novellas? M- Mortis isn't it? is five. Yeah, novellas. Yeah, don't, don't count, count do they? So yeah, so that's six. So there's three books to go. Yeah, We're, Warhawk's not going to be a small book either. No. So that's I think that's going to cover a lot. And then, so after that, I reckon the actual what we consider the end of the siege will be across the last two books. Do you think it'll be? Well, obviously, we know one of them is ADB. Yeah. And. Which is going to be in the next book. Everyone is rumouring that Abnett's writing the last one. So, so 
I mean, the two of them work very closely together. It makes sense that they bridged each other's together. It, I just think is that you know, uh, do we have? I mean, based on what we know of the knowledge of the of the of, of the siege, it ended on the um, the vengeful spirit. That's what we we know we know that's how it kind of ended. Well, no, because that was. See, I think that's where we're wrong because when the emperor killed Horace, that didn't end the siege. Well, no, that's true. Uh, I'm. I'm, t- I'm I suppose from the the original law, that's what's considered as the when the loyalists won the heresy. Yeah. So not the end of the siege as a an event that's going on at that time, but in terms of the grand scale of the heresy, that's what we've considered to be the winning moment for the loyalists is when the emperor killed Horus. Yeah. So how does that get approached in the books? Because I suppose does it? Would you want that to be like the one of the last things that happens in the series? I would personally. Or would you want it be the series, the book before? So you have got like a follow up book that happens about what happens following that moment. Like for example, book seven, like you say, yeah. is ADB potentially more most likely. Does he end with that fight between uh, Horus and the Emperor? I could see. And that's the last chapter in that book. From from purely like a, if it was me, I would end with the teleportation sequence starting, and then, and then the be, battle and then, in and on then, the vengeful spirit yeah, in the last then, book. For example, if it's Abnet, Abnet takes over, and the first chapter is, I was there when the emperor killed Horus, mm. and that that's how that goes. Yeah, and then you can have the big epic clash on vengeful spirit. You can have what's happening on the planet, and you can you can wind it all up. Or the other way, I suppose, is the last book is building up to that clash. It happens in the last third of the book and then we get a novella afterwards that describes how the traitors like had to flee. And, yeah. Because um, I, I doubt Perturabo's going to be one, like going to be happy about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't think, he, if he still thinks he can break the palace, I think he'll try. Um, don't look at it like that. Like I haven't read Mortis, you, you bitches. Read, you haven't read Mortis, have you? God damn it! Okay, well, enjoy, is all I'll yeah. say. Um, I, my other take on it is that, does it end with what happened on the Vengeful Spirit? That's it, no novella after it. But that is a lead-in for the start of a potential scouring series. See, I think, being I think that it's that's a, the start of it, is the aftermath of what happened at Terror. I think it's a cop-out. I think it's the it's the Sopranos going to black in the middle of a scene end of the series. If if the Emperor kills Horace if the Emperor kills Horace and then this it just ends, then I don't think it can end just there. No, but you know what I mean? It's like he has to get interred into the Golden Throne or that could be in a, in a in an epilogue. Yeah, yeah, but this is what I mean. Like he, yeah. there has to be some tidying up of, of plotting. Yeah. But I don't know if I would be personally happy with not finding out what happened after Horace died. I, and I don't think the scouring... Because the scouring came quite a few years after mm. the Siege of Terror. And... I don't know. Unless but it wasn't before the breaking of the chap- of the Legions, was it? For the most part, yeah. It was before. There was Some of it was before, but for the whole time, Gilliman was like, we can't have Legions anymore. And then the Iron Cage happened... And Dawn was like, yeah, okay, I've only got about a chapter's worth of dudes left anyway. Um, and then, like, the chapters kind of carried on the scouring. It took a few hundred years to push the traitors mm-hmm. back into the eye. Um, I would like a scouring series. I would, I would prefer them to finish the siege, 
and maybe spend a few years just having normal books for a while. Yeah. Because as much as I love the Horus Heresy and I love the Siege books... It needs to just stop, doesn't it? Well, no, I, I feel that the uh, the books for normal 40k and AOS and stuff have suffered because the the Horus Heresy series is happening. Yeah. Because it takes up so much time. Yeah, writers, it, it? it's one of the reasons that Dan Abner has said it took it took a while for him to get back to the Gaunt's Ghost book. It's one of the reasons why it took nine years to get the follow up to Pariah, and I don't know. I just think there's a lot of talent working on the Heresy series and the Siege series, and I want to see what they can do with things like uh, the Dark Half of the Imperium in 40k and things like because. I think one of the reasons that I'm so kind of meh about 40k is that the lore isn't being delved into the way it used to be. It's with not 40K. Like depth, has it? Yeah, and no, there's only so much depth you can give in a rule book, I, I suppose. But like, the talents there, and they clearly have like because the the crime stuff that they're doing, oh yeah, is really good. Uh, Chris writes, um, I think was it? I want to say blood work. I don't think it was called blood work. Um, Bloodlines. Bloodlines. That I really enjoyed that. Got and the really horror nice setup as well. The horror bit. stuff's really good as well. We have massively sidelined from the fact that Ross has read a book. Yeah, but Ross hobby. has read a fucking book. Have you done any actual hobby space? Yes. What have you done? Uh, heritage related. I Ooh, built the Jesus. skeletons for the Titans that I've handed over to you. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so doing the rest of your hobby stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they are the Titans that you offered to pay for me. Two years ago. Two years. Over two years ago. Uh, so I finally got those sorted. Well, they are now on my uh, shelf, my newly organised shelf oh. in uh, Club Colkis. Uh, that is stuff that other people have given me to sort out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, on there. I've also made a start on the Blood Angels. Oh, yes, you have, haven't I you? I started putting those together yeah, at last. Yeah, you put, now I've got pretty much them. everything for that army brought together at last. Um, yeah, um... See, that's an army where I do want to try and push myself a little bit on the painting side. Rather than com rather than freaking out over conversions too much, I've already got those idea any ideas for conversions sorted and I've got all the parts put brought together. That's why I've not really made a start on these previously because I've just been collecting bits from wherever I can do. Mm. But it's things like, um, like the assault marines, I've not gone for uh, like moulded shoulder pads because I want to have a go at doing transfers and that sort of thing so um, but yeah I was originally going to start on a librarian and I kind of thought I need to maybe lower my goal a little bit do a break of practice on just basic infantry um, or, or in this case the assault marines and just kind of get used to that that method of painting because mm. I'm, I'm doing this, this you know the, you, as you do a lot this idea of breaking bits down and mounting them so that they're not it's a way of forcing myself to try and get stuff painted, actually. So, I mean, for, uh, th this might seem like a weird thing for a lot of people, but from my perspective, it's like a, I've got this terrible thing of, I'll build something, put it on a base, and as soon as it's put on a base, it's table ready, and I'll start playing games with them. You know, and they'll just never Burn ever, the they'll never ever get painted because I can play games with them, which is the bit I enjoy. Really so what I'm trying to do is prevent myself from getting to that stage because I've got to force myself to paint them and if they're in situations where I put them on like I've been using um, uh, big large paper clips that I can bend then just super gluing them onto the end and I clip them off 
I can't have those just sitting around everywhere. They've got to get done at some point. So yeah. no, I mean that's true. I mean, um, yeah, you, I, I, the way I paint stuff, um, I couldn't you play it in, play with it in a game until, until it was finished. Painted. Yeah, and this is kind of I've saw, I kind of seen you doing it that way, and I've seen others do it that way. And I'm like, that's actually you know probably something I should do. To be honest, I do it like that because it makes the painting easier. But um, it has that the, as well. But has the corollary effect if you can't use them until they're yeah, finished. Yeah, I can't play with them when they're st stuck on a on a paper clip and they you know, haven't got even got jump packs on. Mm. Whereas before, I'd just build them all, put them on a base. At that point, I'm like, oh, I can use these in a game, and then I would do, and then they'll just sit in a case and never and never see the light of day again. Yeah. Um, so it's this kind of new mindset. I've also um, uh, that's about it for actual physical hobby. Uh, I mean, we've been getting a lot of, quite excited about um, Age of Sigmar recently, with obviously with the new release. Yes, um, Age of Chuffing Sigmar. I mean, I, I think I said this in the last podcast. I've actually had an attempt at painting, not airbrushing skin on as one of the units, because that's something that I'm not used to and never paint skin anything because I just don't because it's always been Space Marine type stuff. Leave helmets on. <laughs> yeah, but leave the helmets on basically. Um, so that's that's been something I've been having to go at, but that kind of stalled. Um, and funny enough, the, the AOS thing for me stalled because there was literally no storm vermin in the country. I mean, welcome, welcome to Brexit Britain. It's, it's <laughs> drugs and storm vermin. Yeah, the things we're uh, suffering shortages. And then GW put them on their website, and I was like, bye. And now I've got those, so I can uh, I can crack on with uh, our starter armies cool. for that. But um, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much is. Uh, I've done something at least, but that's pretty much it. Welcome to the world of progress. Like I, I'm getting there. I'm slowly getting there. We've, I know we've had a big conversation about this recently about me and progress, but. <coughs> I've uh, I've had my issues and I'm trying to get my mind. I'm trying to change my mindset about this. So uh, habits the way. Yeah, habits the way. So what have I done? Um, oh, um, ultramarines. Yes. So uh, I came. I wanted to do um, an ultramarine army. I'm going to do Vigilaperti, which is one of the specialist right of wars. Which is um, it's kind of the opposite of sacrificial offering. Yeah, so the, it's um, basically militia, isn't it? Or yeah. militia involved in some you take, way. You take a militia army, they've got to have specific um, provenances, uh, so gene forged and warrior elite. And um, you, you have to take compulsory allied force of them. Um, but the rest of your stuff is, is ultramarines, and it's kind of like. I Looking at the army list, it was like it reminded me of um, the stuff on Sotha in the book Pharos. So, sort of like, what would effectively become this Empress Scythe or Scythe of the Emperor, one of the two. I can never remember which way around it is. Scythe uh, of the Emperor. Scythe of the Emperor. And uh, I thought, oh yeah, would be really cool. So, we've got some scouts in it, some headhunters, uh, or not headhunters, sorry, seekers. Uh, it's got some dudes on bikes. It's got some uh, 3D printed militia from Anvil uh, Digital Forge. So, I'm using their recon drop troopers, which are really nice. Um, I've pretty much painted 20 um, Seekers now. Already? Gee. Yeah, I've just got the highlighting to do tomorrow and then um, need to... I haven't decided on bases yet, so I haven't, I haven't done a base for, for them yet. I don't know what base I'm going to do yet. Have you gone for Sofa? That was like a forest type planet? It was an angry world, but then the the Pharos itself was like a pale white stone. Mm. Yeah. But there was talk of forests that were growing up the side of it, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the, yeah. yeah, it's the it's the plant the trees that grow overnight and move yeah. you know, so you, you can't uncover the mountain because it's constantly growing. Um yeah, I haven't decided yet. I might do them I might do them on the same similar sort of like jungle based type 
stuff that I did for my Rise of Mechanicum. Mm-hmm. Don't know. I don't know. There's a, there's a part of me that envisages rebasing all of the um, my word bearers to be on because I'd like them to be on the same kind of basis as my word bearers. So what the, the uh, oh for the yeah for the yeah yeah oh you did like cracked earth cow yeah it's like a desert you? yeah, yeah like desert yeah. bases because the other alternative we could do them like that we could do them well like there could be a just a force for cows something like cow yard defense cow defense force yeah. Oh, I suppose it wasn't really militia in that because they irradiated the, the surface. Uh, in they? the tunnels and stuff that yeah. were underground, yeah. True. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I always like... I really like your Mechanicum bases because they're something different. Mm. And I feel that there's... Um, a couple of conventions within... Like, basing your heresy army. So it's either, like, really intricate urban rubble, um, kind of like desert or, like, sand... And then, uh, like, the uh, marble effect that people do. Mm. And I think some of the most interesting bases I've seen are, like, your ones with the jungle, Luke, uh, Luke's white scars with the checker plate, um, like, flooring that's kind of mashed into the into the wreckage. I, I don't know. I think for the, for the Ultramines, you can kind of push the boat out a little bit. Yeah. And, like... Because if you didn't want to make the bases, you can get um, like resin flagstoned ones and stuff. And yeah, I mean, I, I haven't decided yet. I'm going to finish the models and see what they look like. Because it's, um, I, I, as you were just saying, actually, my approach to painting stuff is, um, I don't stick them on the bases now until they're fully painted, and then make the bases and then stick the two together. Basically, pin them on. That's how I, that's how I roll now. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Don't know, but I'm hoping to finish my first ultramarine so tomorrow. There'll be like twenty seekers. Uh, I've got the models to do, to do the rest of it though. Uh, I've got a bunch of bikes I were going to do for painters' word bearers, but actually, the, you know that that's part of a bigger set of army that I haven't got any of the models for. So, might as well use them for the ultramarines. Um, that's pretty much it. I've done some AOS as well, so I'm doing blood letters in the AOS thing that we're running at the at the club, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the funny thing about your Ultramarines is I can't see certain transitions of blue. Yeah. So when you post them in the group, I'm just like, yay, oh, <laughs> thumbs up. That, that was funny the other day, though, when you posted up your alternative colour, but because you swapped the photos around when oh, you took yeah. in different light, and we were like, oh, yeah, we prefer this one, which is on the left now. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like the one. Oh, yeah, I like everyone else, I like the one on the right. Yeah, but that's the wrong one. <laughs> no, I changed them around. <laughs> Whereas I was just like playing those spot the difference games. <laughs> I was just like, they're different, I think. Were well, you just like the beam of, it's they are the, the same pictures? Yeah, yeah, it's the same pictures. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird because there's certain tra- it's, it's, it's transitions between certain shades of blue that I can't see a difference in. And. Um, it's to do with like the colour receptors and it's apparently a thing more prominent uh, in males. So women apparently have more colour receptors than, than men do. And um, I didn't know it was an issue for the longest time until I think Steph was painting something when we were younger. And he was like, what do you think of this highlight? And I just sat, I sat there looking at it like, what? What do you mean? He's like, yeah, there's three shades. I was like, no, it's not. You, <laughs> it's a, flat blue. That is a flat blue, my friend. <laughs> He's like, no. So like, when I went to get my eyes tested, I mentioned it, and the guy was like, yeah, no, it's not a problem. Don't worry about it. And I was like, oh, I am concerned. I am a miniature painter. I am concerned. It's why you never see me paint anything blue. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. 
That's fair. Oh, you must have had uh, a bit of a time when he uh, when Dan showed off his um, inquisitorial thing for the painting competition. Oh yeah, no, that was, was a, all yeah, blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's just one. It's just painted it blue, flat blue, and left it. That's all he's done. <laughs> I feel a bit like a jerk, like when someone shows off something that's painted blue, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, it's a model. Yep. Because <laughs> also, oh, who's the chap in the destroyer call? I can't remember who which one it is. Because yeah. um, everyone else is like, that blue is amazing, and I'm like, I really like that conversion. <laughs> <laughs> I think a couple of times I've echoed what other people have said because I know you've said, oh, that blue's really nice, and I've been like, mm, yeah, yeah, it's a real nice blue. <laughs> it's a <laughs> nice shade of blue you've got going on. Just because I don't want to come across <laughs> as an asshole. It sounds like sarcastic now when you say it like that. Uh, yeah, so. Tony Marines, uh, there's what, seven dudes on bikes? Maybe eight dudes, eight dudes on bikes. Uh, I've got some recon Marines, we've got a couple of um, sets of. Uh, Do militia have like a mounted option? Uh, th- yeah, but it's it's basically a super heavy Gorgon transport. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if they had like. Um, they don't have bikes or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. No, the closest you'd come to, I suppose, would be Sentinels and like, yeah, on that side of there's things. There's a couple of rights of war that give you. Act- oh, actually, do you know what? There is. There is for militia because they add, but the add ons, so it's like the car. car- Don, you know the rhino, uh, the um, predator-like tank. The oh, Carnadon. Oh, car- yeah, yeah. And then there's a transport version. There's an APC that yeah. they released. Oh no, I think when Ross said mounted, like yeah, bikes, bikes in. Oh yeah, there's uh, no, yeah, there's no, no. Because like bikes. you look at the um, the gene sealer cult, because they've got like they're the, amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I was like, I was looking at it the other day, like I wonder if, I wonder if these could get into like a. A militia army the, or something militia, that's like Rough Riders or something like that. The militia, yeah. the, well, I mean, that's the only unit thing you would have to add. It, it feels like when they did the militia list, it was like, yeah, 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 now I'm bored. I don't, it no, does oh, feel like there's a lot need, missing, doesn't there? there? A no Valkyries. More. No, yeah, Valkyries. No. Chimeras? No, there, no. there is... It, 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 I like the militia because it opens up a lot of, uh, of, a lot of modelling options for an army, but it's really restricted in what it's got access to. Yeah. And it very much... Because, and because it's uh, the uh, I forgot what they're called now the uh, the upgrades that you can have provenances provenances it kind of very much quickly you see a lot of the same type of army because of that yeah well there's no like I say the transport options are limited hashtag vehicle squadrons make it happen um, yeah I, I think in fact we had somebody on the on the destroyer corps asked the other day didn't we about how, how do you did. use militia because I'm really struggling uh, and, he, and actually I think from the I think he'd put a list of everything he'd got. He'd go, well, that's your problem. You haven't got enough troops. You need <laughs> you need six squads of 20 dudes minimum. Yeah, he's got a lot of cool stuff, but not enough. He's meat. got lo- lots of tanks. and the course- Basically, he's built a militia army like I did with iWarriors when I first started. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You need more troops, basically. Because it's, it's something that always made me laugh when people were like, oh, why can't I take Valkyries and why can't I take Chimera? And people were like, oh, they're not in the they're not in the law. And then I think one book There's had one- both of them in. Uh, yep. And I was just like... Just gonna move this towards <laughs> yeah, your now. argument and be like, well, mm-hmm. oh yeah. When I when I read that particular book because it wasn't a bad book either, and that when Valkyries turned up, I was like, which I can't remember which book it, it is. is um, Old Earth. Oh, yeah. Because it's when um, Vulcan is uh, when they're fighting the um, the rise up of the people at the uh, gates, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Valkyries come yeah. down to drop off um, uh, infantry, and then all of a sudden. Vulcan appears! Yeah. Vulcan. Yeah. Vulcan lives! Um, but yeah, when I saw that, I was like, at last, at last they've introduced it to the law, so, oh yeah, we've not, we've not got them in a game, though. 
But yeah, I, I mean, I've done a, um, I've talked about this a long time ago and I still haven't got around to doing it. Um, I came up with a, an army that was based on having like 18 marines, which were knights errants or representing knights errants and the f human forces. Cause there's definitely, a, there's a book where it talks about you know, the human operatives, which are, you know, anything from. Uh, you know, what what we call it, Lucifer Blacks. Lucifer Blacks is the regiment that defends the palace. Yeah, yeah. no, th these are um, Malkador's chosen. So not only did he pick Marines, but he also picked like exceptional human to be fighters. I tell you what, though, they're fucking real good in the card game. <laughs> real good. But the um, you know the, the you know from what I remember the description there, you know the war grey are you know uh, carapace armor that sort. of... And it's anything from like some troopers up to what we would consider to be the future of Inquisitor type characters, yeah, yeah. and that's what my army was based around. The militia side of it, essentially, is mounted in um, uh, Arvis lighters because that's the only flying transport they've got access to. That's so that. weird. Yeah, but it's really weird. But I've, I, the only reason why I'm doing that is because I've seen a conversion, which would be like a more militaristic version of of a, of a flyer, which is like a cross between the. The Valkyrie and the the forty k one of the forty k marine flyers. It's like so. It's a bit more. Oh, the Black Star. No, it's the you know the it's the basically the cockpit from the like what they call the fight. It's like the fighter. Oh, uh, um, like the VTOL type Storm Talon. Yeah, one of those. So it makes it like a snub nose kind of Valkyrie thing with VTOL kind of jets. And I was like, so it makes it a little bit smaller than a Valkyrie. It's a bit more militaristic, but it's at the end of it, it's not covered in like weaponry all over mm. the place. Is there? There's not an Imperial Army list, is there? No. no, I mean, so the militia was, and there's and um, well, that's the thing I've never really understood because the Solar Orcs has not really been covered in the law of the Heresy series that much. I mean, they're in they're a lot in the siege. Are they? They're not, mentioned a lot in the siege. I don't, I don't even remember. Not enough to, for me to remember them. But it's the early books, but they're you know they're not they're not featured. They've been mentioned. Yeah. So, and yet they've got an entire army list in the game for it. See, to me, militias always felt like militia, like ad hoc scratch companies and stuff but like that. They were always meant to represent the different uh, uh, worlds out there, and yeah. they're like PDF forces and you know the home brewed, you know regiments that you'd get from those worlds that they conquered. But there was no, there's never been what we would know is well, what is what would become the Imperial Guard is the Imperial Army of the time, which is what went on the Crusade. The Solar Orcs didn't go on the Crusade. They were. Um, they did kind of. Not to the extent that it requires a full army list for them, and yet I never understood the support that Solar Orcs have got. They're cool, you know. Not saying that they're, they're a crap army I or think, anything like that. I think because they're called Solar Auxilia, everyone thinks they only work fighting the Solar. Solar the Solar. So like Solar Auxilia play a massive role in Thramas Crusade. There, there's loads of them in Macrag. On Macrag. In Macrag. On, on Macrag. On Macrag. But once again, I don't remember much of a mention of them or them featuring massively. Yeah, that's my point. They might have been there and they might have been doing all those things, but they've never really featured as an actual like you know characters or you know a story that's specifically about them. And yet, look at the look at what the attention they've got in the game in terms of model range, army list. You know, they've got a f proper full on army list. And then you look at the militia, which is actually a bit more diverse, covers most a lot of what we'd probably seen or heard from. And like you say, Imperial Army, you know, it is what was supporting the legions going through the uh, through the, the crusade. Nothing. It's just, it just really I mean, seems odd. Me and Ant were having a kind of. We were talking about this earlier when you two were playing ZM. Um, there's been 
at least in the early uh like the early years of the heresy and stuff like that, there was a disconnect between the people writing the black books and the people writing the books for the black library. Mm. Um and that kind of got a little like it's it's still it's still a major issue because there's still a lot different between the Black Library representation of what happened at Thramas versus the Black Book version of what happened at Thramas, same with Cygnus Prime. But I think it's a problem where you... that the Solar Orcs didn't make it into the books for Black Library because none of the authors thought they were cool. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it, it, ultimately, if, if I'm writing... if I, For example, um, say I'm writing for the Heresy and... I I desperately want to write a book about um, Dark Angels, so that's what I'm going to write about. Like I, I'm a yeah. Dark Angels fan, I write about Dark Angels. Solar Arcs don't they don't have they're, that? They're not on my on my no. radar. Do you know what I mean? And I think I suppose that's the same for the Imperial Army in a way. But that was, for example, if I'm writing for the for Black Library, and I'm writing my Dark Angels book. And my editor says, hey, um, can we include some Solar Orcs characters because they're in the next book, they're in the next black book. It would be nice to get some some screen time for them. I mean, my main story is still going to be about Dark Angels, but I'll have a couple of Solar like Orcs. a regiment that's yeah. supporting them. I yeah. think... I think uh, actually, right at the start of the Heresy, there is, there's loads of, uh, the, you know, the, the kind of regular forces, the Imperial Army, yeah. make a lot of appearances. If you think about the first three books... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, what that's kind of my point, yeah. is that the Imperial Army featured more as an as in, as in actually featured, not just as a by-mention, yeah. than, than the Solar Orcs did. I think after Istvan, though, it became the kind of war that human forces just couldn't were negligible with, yeah. in. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Once, but, um, once the war broke out between the legions, it was like the humans kind of went. For example, yeah, in, um, we know how scary they are. Vengeful spirit on Molech. Mm. There's loads of loyalist guard in that, yeah. and they just get mullered. I think yeah. one of them, like, there's a platoon that just get ran over by a Spartan, and it's like the scale is out. Isn't yeah, it, at that point? They, I mean, a lot of stuff happens that kind of doesn't reflect the tabletop, but I think that's good. Because oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd, sometimes I, I really dislike the idea of like um, people who are adamant that because it happened in one of the novels, it has to be a thing that can happen. And that's I think that's my issue with like last pistols being able to take wounds off land raiders in ninth or whatever. Because mm. it's like it's just not doesn't off. make it doesn't make any sense. It's and, like me like, pointing a gun at a uh, a challenger mark two. And I've got a nine millimeter pistol. But the thing is, with me, I know in the law that that last pistol won't do anything. But if this was a brand new game that I'd never learned anything about, and I'm told this pistol can damage this tank if you roll a six followed by a six, I'd be like, okay, cool. It like finds a a track, or it 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 does something, you know. And it's like that's that law versus game state goes both ways because there's me saying that last pistol can't hurt that tank because it's the last pistol in the law it wouldn't and then there's other people that are like why doesn't X unit appear more in the law because it's all over the tabletop mm. and I th- I think because the heresy series is so driven by the narrative and the, the, the story that it's telling if there's not the necessary need to have a Solar Orcs character or a Solar Orcs oh. like regiment uh, or anything involved then they're not going to be involved at the core of it 
the heresy is about the the, the, the fight between legions. Yeah. It wasn't about the fight between the legions and the human forces, for example. If anything, the human forces, like you say, at that point, mm. was a by note. Yeah. Because they, they just couldn't really compete. Which is odd, because the amount of human forces that were then poured into the into terror into the imperial palace to try and hold off what effectively what four legions worth of but i think at that point they I had mean, no choice it's acknowledged in the first war that they don't have any any spare space marine legions lying around no. so they have to use every anyone every, that could pick every, up a gun basically but that i think that, if anything that's probably one of the what makes the siege series so good because the earlier books in the siege series are very much from the perspective of the human aspect it's that, you know, it does switch and obviously talk about Dawn and, you know, what's going on with the Marines and the traitors. But there's that aspect where it's like, this is a dude that's just been bundled into a train, taken to the palace to go, you need to fight Space Marines. And then more than Space Marines turned up and they still fought. I think the other thing is, it's really hard to have hyper-violence when they're both Space Marines. Because yeah, also, it balances out. Yeah, but when you've got human characters in there... Like it, for example, the um, the first wall. The the description of the plague marines turning up and just killing thousands of guard, and just not being phased, and it's like that has a lot of impact. That's that's a big, like deal. But then it's immediately followed by what happens on the wall with the blood angels and the night lords. Yeah, and it's like that's really cool. But on the flip side, it's a really cool like scene thematically and cinematically. It's amazing. But it doesn't really feel as big as what just happened. Well, not just, but also on the flip side, from the human perspective of, I'm going to shoot my last gun at that. That made no difference. We need a hundred of us shooting at that one dude, yeah. and there's a hundred of those dudes coming at us. We did. Yeah, this we is did. It's that. It was that, and that's what the uh, I think the siege series has done well is highlight that fear, because yeah. up until you know, as you pointed out. Marine and Marine that we shall try and fear. There was never really there was it was more always more of a a confusion state of what's this is new, this is not something that we're used to, how do we deal with this? Let's you know, hyperviolence yeah. it. But on terror it's like we don't have the legions backing us up. Mm. We are fighting against the legions. That fear element can be really amplified and it has been. And that human aspect. Uh, on the flip side, there's all, another flip side is that there's an element that I dislike because it didn't seem to make any sense to me. But I, that's a Mortis thing, so I'll, I'll probably talk to you about it in the car on the way. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, but um, believe it or not, that was my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> and that was slowed down by the fact that you, you're, um, you've, now, you've broken oh. or used up your um, it's, uh, airbrush. It's, it's done good service. Every painted... Um, Army I've got, including two that I've sold, uh, we're done with that uh, extractor fan. So yes, that's that's putting uh, putting some yeah, work, isn't it? About good. Well, since I'm doing heresy stuff, two, yeah, two that you sold. Yeah, I sold yeah. my Death Guard and I sold my Titan Legion. Oh, yeah. Titan Legion. Yeah. It's the reason why I can't borrow Dan's Titan Legion anymore. Because <laughs> I've sold it. Because <laughs> he sold it to Luke. Has it? He sold it to Luke before the uh, pandemic hit. Uh, just at the start, actually. Mini, so again. mini hobby update. I bought a Nemesis Warbringer. Oh! Yeah. For any particular reason? Keith had it cheap, and I was like, yeah. Oh, oh you had it? You bought something, yeah. did you? Hey, nice one. Excellent. Yeah. In fact, I've done quite well out of Keith as well. So yeah. I've got I've got a Warlord. 
So just question whether I do that. Well, actually, that that segues quite nicely. So uh, next thing on the list is, of course, Thalassia. Mm. So what I was going to say is, I was thinking about what to do with those Titans that I've uh, acquired, and I was thinking, oh, uh, either for my uh, Legio Gryffindor <laughs> or uh, Legio Modaxis, which apparently is shit, according to that podcast. Maximal fire shield over Modaxis, and I, mean, I don't, I don't know why, because suck my good. Vol- volcano cannon, mother lovers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Maybe they are, but they've got a cool colour scheme and I like the backgrounds. So I mean, I remember when we picked up a book which had Mordaxis rules in it. Yeah. And we sat in Bugman's bar looking through it and you got to Mordaxis and we both went, that's filthy. And then we kind of went, oh, that'd be pretty good on that. And then you went, that'd be pretty good on a melter cannon. And we both went, hey, close that book, put it in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I did those. And, but yeah, so the point being was, I've got these spare Titans now and I was, I was going to could add it to either of those two. Or... Or, um, some of you will have seen our uh, funky little new trailer on YouTube. We've got a Fosfex Party YouTube channel. Everybody we can do. Check it out. We can perhaps put a link in the, in the uh, podcast thing. Um, trailing an event that we're planning for next year. Yes. And it's based on a... a so, before the pandemic hit, in the, in the, before the inside times... <laughs> the long, long ago. <laughs> the long, long ago. Uh, we were running a campaign at the club, weren't we? Yeah. yeah uh, we so were. a heresy campaign. And it was based on a, uh, a system that we come up with called the Fallacia system, which is basically like a forge world with a, a kind of like a feudally tied other world, like an agri world and binary star system and this, and this planet that passes between them called Scylla. There's all this kind of background. It was essentially to provide a setting for us to uh, kind of fight over. So a bit like a map campaign without being a map campaign. Uh, and as, as we got going, we, we came up with a kind of um, a campaign system for how you'd score, how things would work, and how you'd work out who was on the flip-flop. Uh, and while we were doing that, we came... On the flip-flop? <laughs> yeah, what's on the flip-flop? Uh, and we came to the conclusion that actually that would be good, a good set of kind of rules, if you like, for hosting events and campaign days and getting people coming and playing games and keeping track of a, a, the course of a war over multiple events. So actually, during the lockdown, um, uh, we've had time to think about what we were doing with our lives, reflect, acquire some new digital skills, and then deploy them for the purposes of gaming excellence, I think is the best way to put it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so basically, we're going to do uh, we're going to have a bunch of events based around the same sort of campaign we were playing entirely, which is based in the Thalassia system. That trailer video is just one of uh, much content that we've got. Where Ross goes, wouldn't it be cool if we did X? And then <laughs> I go and see if I can work out how to do it. In and it's like so you go, hold on to your hats, boys. Like this. <laughs> Not only have I done what Ross asked for, but I've also <laughs> amped it up by a hundred percent. So um, we're going to start building the hype. That was the first. That was the first choo-choo on the hype train, wasn't it? Yeah, was, yeah. We're going to start shoveling coal into the engine. I mean, we've even got a uh, a voice actor to do some stuff <laughs> yeah, for us. We have got a voice actor. I it's, think uh, we've gone for high production values. It's it's like it's like which is kind of the opposite of what we like generally are as people. I, I, <laughs> I want to I want to check the records because I'm fairly certain when we all got our covid vaccinations they actually injected professionalism instead. No, not into me. Or maybe not into you. <laughs> you you guys maybe but not into me, I don't think. I've always 
had professionalism. I just don't use it very often. <laughs> yeah, maybe like, the the baby like that the... crossbow you got upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I guess I really just to say, watch this space. There's more stuff coming. Obviously, I mean, I mean obviously, it all depends on how things are next year in terms of I'm, what's going on. But I'm, I'm fingers going, crossed. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming that COVID's not going to mutate into some killer virus that kills everybody. But hey, by that point, we'll all be uh, herd immune super creatures, so... Cool, now I have a new fear. Sweet. <laughs> Thanks. I think, the best, I think the, the best bit of advice to say is it's going to be both uh, 28mm, 30k, and Adeptus Titanicus. Yes, range of heresy systems. We might throw in some Battlefleet Gothic, maybe. Who knows? Like, I would like, I mean, not necessarily for our first event, but I'd like to. For my, I mean, something I wanted to discuss with you guys is obviously we've talked about the potential for that first event and how cool that might be. I don't want to give anything too much away because we can build. Well, don't, don't say anything because at the moment nobody knows. No, exactly. If you say it, they'll think at the next. Event. Much like a potato cam photo, <laughs> space freeze. But it's People... not what we wanted it to be. Absolutely. So we're saying shit right now. But you know, I I would like that to lead on to you know maybe specific events for. BFG, so yeah. it came I mean, to those people. An epic 30k would be amazing epic as well. 30K would be, I, I, when we originally had the idea, because obviously the Thalassia system is three worlds plus the space installations and stuff, so I think because of the way we've planned out the Forge world being a mo- like mostly oceanic, like certain types of war make sense for that world. The Agri world, obviously, with having slightly more landmass is more open to like larger scale of engagements yeah, yeah. and things like that. So I think be- because we have three worlds to play with and three the very are there, aren't three very different environments. We also have an entire star system which yeah. works for the BFC like side like, of things. You know, if you if we wanted to run a um completely zone mortalis event, then there's plenty of orbital space I mean there's a space fortress in that. Yeah, on it yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so th- there's room for us to do whatever we wanted. And and the good thing about it, because it's going to be a purely narrative event, each event will kind of dictate what follows it. Yeah. So like, if the traitors win the first event, then they've made their beachhead and it's going to be easier for them. If they lose, obviously they have to attempt to make Planetfall in a different way. So it, it don't don't come to our events expecting it to be a tournament it's that's not what you're going to get this is yeah this is not narrative meaning a tournament with it but everyone wears a, a themed hat yeah this is not what we're it's talking an excuse about it's awesome dice and have a bit of a laugh yes like yeah. you're going to you're not you're not going to have to have serious mega serious war councils but you're going to have to talk to your team and you're going to have to one for example for example one of the things i really want to do and we haven't like planned it out is i want over to the moment for people that cool to be like at the beginning of the event be like, hey, uh, I want to kill all the characters. Well, I, I cool. made the STLs for that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I just hashtag I meant, just saying. I meant we hadn't discussed like the logistics. Oh of yeah, it. fair play. But yeah, for for example, spins like I want to kill all the characters. Cool. Well, that's your go and get the biggest tally of characters over the weekend. Yeah, I could lose all my armies in every game and lose every game. But as long as I've killed all the characters, that's my. Yeah, as long as you fast. complete your oath at the moment, then you've you've done a thing. But my my opinion is, if you go to a narrative event and you lose every game but still have like a really good experience and it's a lot of fun because you've been playing the narrative. Uh, and the, I think the other thing is because we know Steph who runs Tiebreak, yeah. we can tie a lot of technology into it. So you'll be able to see when you update us on your scores, 
the visual representation of the loyalist traitor swing. You'll be able to see that visually on maps. Pretty much at the end things. of each game. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, based on the experience of the events that we've run using tiebreak before, uh, you, you know, from what I remember, you could, there, there'll be an, there's an app, not an app for it, sorry, but there's a there's a. No, oh, there is an app. Oh, there's an app now. Yeah. Um, there, but there, you basically could just when you played your round, ten minutes after all the results were in. You basically just refresh the page for that event mm -hmm. and your and the results and where your position is, but also where your next game's going to be probably and this and the other. So yeah, as a, as a resource, that's going to really help with that style of event. Yeah, um, I think for me this is an opportunity to because I've said for years that um, a lot of narrative events, are, you know, so, oh it's a narrative event, but actually it's a tournament with hats. Um, yeah, with and, a story that's and I, I, I've it. always, always I, I, my real kind of. Um, soapbox to get on in regards to this is if you're running a narrative event it's it's the amount of efforts required from the people who are organizing it is exponentially more than just running a tournament yeah yeah you've got to yeah. do a lot more legwork in order to get everybody's buy-in to that narrative well, and this for me is a kind of let's put our money where our mouth is and do it and yeah um not not kind of like pretending to be like leading the way in any way shape or form but if to think you go know, oh yeah but you know Fosfex ran that event and they said that was a narrative event and actually that's that's a, that's what I expect. I mean I, I went to a narrative event at Games Workshop at Wine World mm. and it felt like a narrative event. It was loyalists versus traitors. Uh, you know at the end of each round the law the, the tra we as the traitors went off into the um, uh, the staff canteen. We got uh, you know whoever was the staff member that was running the event from the traitor side gave us our brief about what was coming and it was like well unfortunately the loyalists won last time so as a result they're going to get access to a piece of kit during the next game you wouldn't you're not going to know what it is until they get used it or we got that if we'd won the previous round it, that felt like a narrative game uh it was less about me winning from a personal point of view it was more about i don't want to lose because it's going to let the team down yeah, well you want to feel like it's a team event yeah. without having gone with yeah yeah your own team yeah exactly uh, I think the most important thing for me is I want everyone that comes to our events to arrive knowing what's going to happen already having an idea in their head what their first game's going to be already knowing kind of like they're going to have their teammates they're going to have I dropped something they're going to have like uh, one of them is going to be their like team leader in essence because I've been to events where you turn up, you don't know what's happening, you kind of get told, go and play on this table, you don't know why, <laughs> you don't know where you are kind of thematically or what's going Throw on. Throw dice at this man. Yeah. I, I would I would much prefer, like you say, it's the amount of work we put in, I would much prefer to put hours and hours in to make sure everyone that turns up knows why they're fighting, where they're fighting, knows what the stakes are and knows specifically what their job is for that first round. And after that, it's down to the the player commanders and stuff to keep the ball rolling but basically just I'm going to force you to have fun you will have fun fun is compulsory <laughs> fun is compulsory okay so that's that's the events it's coming in 2020, 2022 next year 2022 uh, there'll be more information coming watch the skies people watch the skies so um, that doesn't bring us nicely but in a way to uh, uh, last part of the podcast and um, what seems to be an immensely popular thing who'd have thunk it console wars yeah it is, it is interesting to see the amount of people that have 
kind of really been interested in this little little segment that we've been doing. I, I'm just going to say it off the top of my head. I talk out my arse most of the time. In fact, at a professional level, I get paid for that. So I, it blows me away that people, people are interested. We waffle some mad shit most of the time. Yeah, man. Like one of our episodes is literally called D- uh, Midget Spinning like War Crimes or some shit. Yeah. That was a good one, though. <laughs> That was a good one. I'm pretty sure at some point we've discussed an angry bear wank. Like, we're not a serious <laughs> podcast. No, oh, no, what Seriously, what? I tell you what, I don't know about you, but after that vaccine, I really love Bill Gates. He's a great guy. He's top top man. Smashing man. I mean, I, uh, seeing the world in green and black has just been fantastic. Wait, what team are we? We're, you're AstraZeneca. I'm AstraZeneca. I'm AstraZeneca. Oh, I'm the lone Pfizer. Uh, yeah. Shit. Pfizer wankers. See, but we when we're in the same room together, we actually get like a, a stronger bond. So um... are you just hive minding slowly? <laughs> I mean, like that moment in Mortis earlier. We are displeased. We are displeased. We Ross. are displeased. That's the hive. <laughs> well, what you don't know is that me and Dan are having an entirely separate conversation at the moment in the news sphere. Yes, I be fair, we you must kill him. him. <laughs> we must kill him to preserve the hive. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> Make the pain stop. If it if it helps preserve the hive. <laughs> Yeah, right. but yeah, console wars apparently is popular. Who'd who'd have thunk it when we did some actual content? Good Jesus, it never <laughs> catch up. Well, we thought Ross and I were talking about this earlier, and what we thought we'd do is we'd go all new school this time. So we covered a lot of the ones that were in the original books. Yeah, but uh, we, we thought we'd cover the four brand spanking news mainly, so it gives us the opportunity to say the name of one wrong to really wind up <laughs> Anvil, can't Cone or Jack. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I will. Um, yeah, cool. So uh, we so are doing, I'll let you say that one. We're doing the Armistice. So, yeah. We're doing the Nullificator Prime. Mm-hmm. We get, oh, I know. It's a work phone. The Warmonger. And the... Mortificator. The Mod... No, you just said it You right. said it correctly that time. Multifactor. What's no, up? No, oh, no, no, you Freudian slipped oh, it correctly. No, no. That's because it, I'm so used to saying it correctly, that's why. As Adam Sandler says in so many of his films, you've ruined it! <laughs> <laughs> now, the... Um, so, basically, we're covering the ones that essentially aren't in the Red Book. Yes. Yeah, we're yeah, covering yeah. all of the Book 8 Malevolence consoles. Ooh! There are, there are some good choices there as well. Right, so we, should we do this in... Alphabetical order. Uh, Armistos. Armistos. A, a is for Armistos. <laughs> so this is this is super um, uh, super uh, heavy weapons marine dude. He is he is the the mega tomb lad. Yeah. So he's got he comes with a. Do you know what I find weird about this one? He can only have a heavy bolter or a volkite culverin. Or if you're a salamander, a heavy flamer. Oh, okay. You can replace the heavy bolter, can't you? It's useless because you can't re-roll flamer hits. Do, doesn't Mastercraft give you give re-roll it wins? I'm sure Do, if he doesn't if it auto hits, then Mastercraft gives it auto. Uh, oh, re-roll like re-roll wound. to wound, or re-roll ones to wound. Oh, okay, maybe I don't know. This is pure speculation, and much like Ant did earlier today. <laughs> He, we might be talking about an earlier version of the 40k rules <laughs> yeah. which no longer and, apply. And has gone full circle and after not playing the game for the best part of a year and a half has gone back to second and third edition rules He's, for playing the game. If, when if we'd he left declared, it much longer he'd be playing Rogue Trader. Yeah. When he declared and they shall know no fear I looked up so quick I was like that's not right what's happening? That's not even a thing yet. <laughs> in, the, in the fake future that's 10,000 years before the other fake we future we hope it's the fake future <laughs> oh Jesus yeah that's 
So the, the Armistice Legion console, uh, his war gear is void hardened armor, mm-hmm. master crafted he- master crafted heavy bolter. I'm so full of meat, I lost the ability to speak. I'm good ninety percent sausage at this point. And an, <laughs> I mean, when we say we've had that much meat, we had it for lunch, and we're not having any kind of evening no. meal. No. no. I'm thinking maybe tomorrow doesn't require food. I'll go for a Sunday lunch at my parents. <laughs> Ooh, so that's gonna be I've got another barbecue tomorrow at my parents. Right, no, yeah. Uh, ha- void hardened armour, mastercrafted heavy bolter, and an augury scanner. Can upgrade his mastercrafted heavy bolter to a mastercrafted Volkite culverin for five points. May not take a jump pack, jet bike, or terminator armour, or a normal bike. Uh, prototype weaponry before the game begins. Select one heavy support squad carrying the same weapon as the Armistice. For the duration of the mission, all all of that unit's heavy weapons have the mastercrafted trait, stubborn and legion support officer. Stubborn's pretty good. Is that um? You, can't, you, you don't flee, right? Well, you always you take always take leadership tests on an unmodified leadership. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so that can be quite handy. Um, I so I like it, but that's because I like heavy weapons squads. But two things that stand out for me. One is, it just seems really arbitrary that it's a heavy bolter or a Volkite culverin. It's very specific. Yeah. It is super niche. And the second thing is, the obvious thing he should have, which he doesn't have, is the Spencer web for his heavy weapon, yeah. so he can move around and shoot it. But or, then, yeah. I think he's meant to be joining heavy weapon squads, isn't he? Yeah. So they don't have them, so why would he get well, any benefit from it? Okay, because, let, because me, let me rephrase it then. I'd prefer it if he gave one heavy weapon squad, instead of Mastercraft, he gave him Relentless. Yeah. I think that would be... I, I think that... Well, it would be better rules-wise, because I think that's better than Mastercrafted. Because actually, Mastercrafted on something like Volkite Culverins is a massive pain in the dick. Because it's like, I'm going to roll each one of these weapons individually to see which of these one... Because I can only re-roll one of the ones... One of the misses. Mm. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'm not a fan of this one. No. I, I, I've I seen Dark Angel players use them up until Book 9 oh, came out. Oh, my, I was going to say, it's either Dark Angels or Imperial Fists that will get the most out of this one because they get the Heavy Bolt additions. Uh, 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 I've seen Night Lords run the Volkite one. But I think that's just because Night Lords have a weird thing for Volkite. I think... Um, I think Nick has been doing one for his Blood Angels because uh, I think he's going to doing a heavy heavy Volkite squad. Can that be? Can you upgrade that to an assault cannon? Mm, hey, no, well, no, heavy weapons, flamers. Heavy weapon squad comes with heavy flamers by default. Heavy bolters are free upgrade. No, come with heavy bolters. Heavy flamers are a free upgrade. Right, and then they and can, then you can go from that to. Um, it becomes very expensive though for what they I, and, do. And I think that's my my issue with the Armistice is that it's it's a big old point sink because it's very niche well you never you very rarely see heavy weapon squads where the, the other place I can see it working really well is Death Guard oh yeah because they can with the reaping right wall they can have heavy weapon squads as troops choices but I just think um, rather than the master crafted rule if you gave one of the squads relentless that would be mm. then he would I think he'd be competing for a spot he is only 20 points more he is 20 points on top of the the console. The console track. I mean, the, the reason why I dislike him is purely from a modelling perspective. I I don't know, I can't say why. I, actually, I can say why. Since second edition, I always loved Space Wolf Terminators and the fact that they could be 
individual Terminators walking around with heavy weapons. Love that concept. It's never been repeated. You've never been able to do it again. And I would love this guy to be that, where he could be a HQ choice in Terminator armour, walking around with a heavy weapon on his own. Because that is just a cool modelling opportunity from my perspective. Yeah. And it's not. It's the it's, it's literally specifies he can't take Terminator armour, and that, to me, just took it out of even consideration. Because it's just another dude. I've done a word bearer one, um, using the Tech Marine. You know the, the Tech Marine body? In fact, the Mark IV Tech Marine. Mm. Use that body... With and I've given him a Volcart Corbury, but that's also meant I've built and painted a squad of word bearers with Volcart Corbury's heavy weapon squad. I don't think I've ever seen Volcart Corbury's. They are pretty good, but they've got all the downsides of um, heavy weapons on infantry, which is quite easy to kill, and um, you put them somewhere. The one advantage of Volcart Corbury is it's got a really long range. Compared with some of the other heavy weapons, they, they are probably the best infantry shredders out there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... but you've got that on movable vehicle, movable yeah fu uh, functions elsewhere. But you, so he'd be good in Centurion then. Uh, he'd be good in Centurion. I mean, this is what something I was gonna say is he'd be good if he like going back to what you said Dan about having more options. If he had options to a last cannon, I love the idea of this guy just sat in a building on his own being a last cannon sniper. Yeah. Type thing, you know. You know, I'd I'd love that because I go for a multi shoulder mounted version. He's just a dude that basically goes around and he's sniping people with a last cannon, um, plasma cannon. Same thing, you know. He could be taking out like those five man squat support squads. Yeah. So like or the Terminator squads. The master crafted thing for plasma cannons would be perfect because yeah. it's like okay, I gets hot. I'm gonna re-roll that. Yeah. It's but, such a weird. Yeah, and that that's what lets it down is purely the fact that it's limited to two weapons, of which there are two to three legions that get the benefit of that. So everyone else is like, eh. like for me, I as an Iron Warriors player, I would rather reach for uh, the uh, Iron Havocs over a normal Devastator squad because of their utility. They're expensive as hell, and I'm certainly not going to want to add this guy to them. Mm. They're already ballistic skill. Six, I think, uh, five, yeah. The basically scale five. Not, okay, mass crafting would be useful for them, but not, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's Again, on I top of all the cost. I think it's a case if he had a signum. Yeah, that's a given plus if, one to the unit. If he made them relentless, if he had a. a uh, if he had a signum, though, he wouldn't be able to shoot himself. Yeah. So you might as well go for a master that, signal. That's the thing. I don't think he needs to. Ha I don't... No, but then you, you, that's a master signal. You just add a master signal to the squad to do that. Yeah, but he he wouldn't have auto bombardment. Just see. I mean? oh, no, but that's what kind of what I mean. As a comparison, the 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 master signal does a better job than what this guy currently does. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Currently, what I mean is like, he, his he has an augury scanner. Meh. That's that's cool, but I can't really use that, a Volkite Culverin to shoot down an aircraft. Uh, Augury scanners work against infantry. infantry oh, yeah, so infantry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess Basically, if they right. if they infiltrate close to you, you get to shoot at them or something like that. Yeah, and for, going, for reserves, <laughs> who is going to infiltrate close enough to a unit of? Heavy well, it's, support a it's a denial thing at that point. If it's I, think, I think he's built for ZM, To be fair, potentially, or, well, he's or got like he's hardened armor already. But Saturn isn't an official. No, but ZM is. I think he's really he, he is really good in ZM. So another hot take, um, Tech Marine. But with the Tech Marine upgrades. Oh, yeah. Because it's essentially what he's a variant of that, isn't he? Where he's, he's kind of like an armourer. It's, you know, like tech specialism. So. I think that's the other thing is that 
I could just all the others I can just imagine their role. This guy feels like they've gone, they've run out of roles, but we've got a heavy support squad, so let's just invent something for them. Let's make Dave the heavy bolter guy feel good about his promotion. It's it's so weird, because I could I could like you say, I could very much see there being a a console that is dedicated to heavy support, but he doesn't have the weapons to reflect that. Making them if he had something where it made certain weapons relentless and other weapons, for example, Tank Hunter or something like that, then he'd be worth taking taking over, say, well, any of the well, consoles. In fact, do that, a bit like the veteran tactical squad. Uh, tactical squad. Mm-hmm. He brings the option to add. So yeah. you could go, right, in, I'm adding the Armistos. Don't even give him a heavy weapon, necessarily. You know, he goes, right, I am, you know, my training, you know, he's been promoted because, you know, just because you've been promoted doesn't mean you take your heavy weapon with you. You, you he's been promoted. I would. I totally but would. Because of a strategical sense, he understands the use of heavy weaponry. So he'd join the squad and go, right then, I need these guys, they are good at X, so therefore that skill is applied to yeah. these guys. Yeah. You know, I can use my tactical knowledge to go, right, and last cannons, you guys are good at this. Or at missile launchers, you know, like say tank hunters. You go, um, heavy bolters, right, maybe get they they get shred or something like that. I mean, that would be I mean, it's a lot of utility, but obviously it would be worth more points at that point. Mm. But I think that would be something you'd then see being used a lot more, and maybe see a lot more heavy support choices, uh, heavy support squads yeah. as a result. Especially yeah. as heavy support squads on their own are mono weaponry. Mm. It's the reason why I like the uh, the Iron Habits because they can mix mix up their weaponry that they have. Whereas heavy support squads are, you've got all of them have got this weapon. Yeah, I mean. One, one, just talking out loud again. Again, talking out my arse. Uh, you could do it like a tech marine with a, a retinue. So maybe he's got like multiple targets. So you've got like a. You can have up to five heavy support marines with any of the weapons that heavy support can take, but with a split fire ability. There's lots of other ways. I think the. I think the point we're up to though is for the Armistos is it's like cool idea in general. Yeah. But actually, there's so many other ways that you could have implemented it that would have been. It's just a bit pigeonholed into too specific a role. Yeah, I don't think it was... But he's only 20 points more, so... Are you, are you taking one? Not based on his... Like I said, based on his current... Uh, I have built and painted one in a squad to go with him, so... yeah. Probably it's not. I'm not. I wouldn't. I don't see a point of it. That's only because I'm a complete finisher for Wordbearers, that's all. Yeah, because <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing your one of each console. Thing, <laughs> also for me, from a modern perspective, is I've seen one that looks good. And that was an Alpha Legion one because it was based on the uh, the model for the um, the Moritat, not the Moritat, the uh, the Vigilator. That was a, that was an irony actually because uh, in uh, Praetorian of Dawn, there's actually I'd argue an Alpha Legion Armistos because you remember he rocks up at the at the desert yeah, base with, with the, the missile, missile launch and dismantles the place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so that is probably six off. That would be cool, but not with the weapons that he's got options to. Yeah, um, otherwise, as a modelling opportunity, it's like it's just to do with a heavy support weapon. So that's there's a, not a lot much that I could go with that. That's a consensus of a nah. Not a not in his current form, no. No. All right. Who's so next? next up, we have got the mortificator. <laughs> the mortificator. I can't even say it properly now. Mortificator. The dreadnought bro. Dreadnought Bro, so um, Pravian, but Dreadnoughts. 
Yep, so he, his initial war gear is a servo arm and a corpuscent staff. Or stave. Stave. Which is, is a haywire that, Yeah, hammer, that's cool. That is, that's a um, Magos Dominus thing. Uh, he may not take a jump pack, jet bike, or bike, but he has a special rule. Keeper of the Dead, a single Legion Dreadnought Talon, Contemptor Dreadnought Talon, or Contemptor Cortus Talon, numbering no fewer than two Dreadnoughts, must be selected as part of the Mortificator's unit, and may, contrary to the usual unit size for the Talon, take up to a maximum of five Dreadnoughts. Holy shit! The Dreadnoughts in this unit lose the Dreadnought Talon special rule, the entire unit, including the Mortificator, is instead treated as a vehicle squadron, with the exception that each model in the unit may select a different target in the shooting phase, though each model may still shoot all of its ranged weapons at a single target. All models in this unit may make a run move, or if any model chooses, must make a run move, sorry, if any, if any unit chooses to, and must charge the same target. This unit does not use up an additional force organization chart, and the mortificator must be included as part of the unit, even if it is even if it includes vehicles. Dreadnoughts are vehicles, right? Or are they walkers? No, they're walkers. walkers they're on their own. What? Uh, so people say the quiet bit out loud. <laughs> what are you doing, four-year-old? When resolving shooting attacks or witchfire psychic powers against the unit, resolve hits against dreadnoughts first, even if the mortificator is the closest model. Unless an attack may choose to target the Mortificator specifically. Uh, while any Dreadnoughts are part of the unit, the Mortificator is fearless and may not leave this unit. I'm just going to say it. Whoever wrote the rules for this fucking loves Dreadnoughts. They love right. some Dreadnought, actually. And ancient devotion. So long as the Mortificator has not been removed as a casualty, Dreadnoughts in the Mortificator's unit may attempt, through the ministrations of the Consul to ignore any glancing or penetrating hits suffered. This is not a saving throw and cannot be taken against destroyer attacks. Roll a d6 for each <laughs> unsaved... Yeah, off. fuck you. <laughs> each unsaved hull point loss suffered on a four up... Sorry, on a four or less... Why have they written it that way? On a four or less, you must take the glancing or penetrating hit as normal. On a five or more, the unsaved hull point is ignored. Treat this as having been saved. Roll for each hull point lost. I mean, that is utterly amazing. And I think the only thing that could deal with it is a destroyer weapon straight to the face. What would you think, Ross? I think you can fuck off with your destroyer weapons. <laughs> Did you have fun with your mortificator? Mortificator? Fucking hell. Mortificator? So, when we were playing the club's version of Thalassia, the loyalists were getting raffle stomped. Oh. Um, Can't help it if I was such a good... Just uh, saying, we, we were on the wrong end of a kicking, uh, and I used one of the stratagems which allowed me to use some allies. So I brought in some loyalist Iron Warriors, because that's the only other models I have. What I included was a chainsaw... In fact, it was chainsaw... Yeah, chainsaw Jeff. Chainsaw Jeff! And his squad of, of fucking badasses, and a Mortificator and three Dreadnoughts. From that point, I single-handedly turned the fucking tide <laughs> because I beat everyone until Dan applied a fucking falchion to my face and in one round, in one shot, in fact. It wasn't yeah, even it was one shot. round. It was almost like Ross was getting a bit too big for his boots with his allies and uh, we thought we'd roll in. 
Look, Man, big boy. Something <laughs> had to be done. We were getting we were you getting got waffle stomped. <laughs> I did get eliminated. <laughs> so, yeah, the 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 D cannon template of Doom annihilated them, and then in the same shooting phase, he killed my knight, and I was like, cool. Guess I'm just gonna drive this Spartan full of fire drakes <laughs> down the middle of the and, table. And then it was it was pretty much a game of avoid the fire drakes after that, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Up probably how that happens seems to happen in your games. Up to the point where my Issa terrorist was like, Warp Gate, go! <laughs> That's the point, actually. I'm not talking about the Issa terrorist is for another day. He is, yeah. So the Multiplicator, I mean, yeah. put, I think it's an interesting stark contrast with the Arbastos. Yeah, you got a heavy weapon and an augury scanner and it's 20 points, knock yourself out. And this kind of like all the toys. Uh, honestly, what, this out uh, the ones that we're talking about tonight from this book, this this and one other were the ones that I went, yes, I'm all over them. Uh, we'll talk about one of them later, but th this one, I love the idea. I, at first, I was like, I don't, I rarely use dreadnought, so I can't. I need to figure out how to work around. I think he's got, you got to build around him. Like we said oh, with the other ones. I mean, absolutely. I mean, Ross. Ross will testify to this. How, how many points was? Um, was it three contemptors and, a, and him? Yeah, it was you're looking best part of thousand points yeah, there, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it wasn't a small amount of points. Yeah, I mean, let's. They've got to do a, a shit ton of heavy lifting as a and, that. and you got to remember, that obviously, they are acting as a unit. You can't just like missile dreadnoughts off in any direction. They have got to work as a unit. So to to put it in per into perspective, how good they are. When I played Kurt. The Contemptor Talon killed one half of his army. The Fire Drakes killed the other. Yeah. None of my other, like, none of my tactical squads, not my, my Sikaran didn't do anything. Just at the side with pom-poms going, yeah, Yeah, literally yeah. everything. Even the, the Derrideo was just at the back like, what's going on? What, what are them dreadnoughts doing? And, <laughs> Why ain't I got no mates? <laughs> he, was the, he, was the, he was definitely the cheerleader for the dreadnoughts. In fact, it was the, the Contemptor go, Talon girls. went in wrecked his it wrecked the land raider the spartan sorry that the um the sekma were in they got out and then kurt was like yeah bring it on and i was like <coughs> okay, okay. <laughs> charged with my uh, fire drakes and uh, one bombed at araman in the bin kurt in the bin <laughs> every that, every game that, that i used them in they were so good and so durable because of the additional save that like, I don't understand how they're in the same book as the Armour Stars. Right, I think we've got to give credit. Me and you've got to give credit to Anvil's Jack, Anvil's Colonel Jack, because that first game we played at the uh, Heralds oh, of uh, Heresy oh, yeah, yeah, event yeah, yeah. in January, he was running a Multiplicator with well, I think two was it two or three Dreadnoughts? Two, three, yeah. And we played that against that, and we both went. That's a bit fucking good, isn't it? We like that. <laughs> Straight away, I mean, obviously his were looking amazing, but I just love this one as a concept. As a, you know, the, the you know, is is effectively a version of a tech marine. You got cool dreadnoughts. You can you know the the fact that they don't have to target the same target, so you can really kind of go. I want that one to be a tank hunter. I want that one to be an infantry shredder. I want that one to do you know a mix of or whatever. Or you can go, right, these guys are just going to sit at the back with long-range heavy weaponry and come at me, but, you know, I'll just tear everything a new yeah. one. I think or go, or they're great for, they're going to be great for um, uh, Ant with 
quarters oh, well, with, yes. double, with double uh, uh, close combat weapons. Oh, the poor sap has to look after the box notes. <laughs> well, see, I think, I think law-wise, the Mortificator sits between Chaplain and Tech Marine because mm. it's their role to look after the Dreadnoughts. Yep. So there, there are going to be like the, the slightly mental ones that look after the Leviathans. And it's like, look, calm the fuck down, or you get in, you get in the bonk. Going <laughs> to give you the. I'll bonk. give you the we're crazy gonna, bonk. We're going to give you the zap. Zap. Then, then there's the ones that are looking after the contemptors, who are like, uh, any minute, any of you could go full quarters on me. Calm down. And then there's all the box notes that are like, can we have a bedtime story? <laughs> Tell me the one about the little mermaid. And the, the, the tech reader's just like, that's heresy, motherfucker. I <laughs> Tell me about the hungry, hungry wolf spawn. <laughs> no, I mean, for me, I've recently planned out a. Um, Zomortalis specific force with a multiplicator. You're a terrible uh, bastard. With two box doors. You horrible bastard. It's it? still a horrible. Have they got they've got those storms. fucking flamers, haven't they? Uh, one of them does. Yeah, flamestorm! Not Texaferum. Um, no, just normal uh, flamestorm. Flamestorm can AP3. All you need to say is AP3 flamer. That's all you need to say. But, um, did you. Because it was. A, I think it was because I saw a, uh, a conversion that someone had done. I was like, that'd be cool for a multiplicator. Yeah. And that with two, um, I've got all two old uh, Mark IV Ooh. box notes from Forge World. You see, I'm who, just who like says hoarding doesn't pay off. Oh, who, who says working for the company back in the day doesn't yeah, pay off? Definitely. Everyone that worked for the company back in the day, yeah, it didn't pay. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. It's only after much sadness you find out that you can't pay for your mortgage with rent. Right, see, I did this. I, I, that was when I had the did the, the big brain play because that was a part time job. Yeah, that's in right. addition oh, to my full time job. That's when you used your brain wrinkles. As yeah, to be I just a went, smooth boy. Hmm, I could do with some extra cash, but extra cash that also gets cheaper models. I'm down for this. Oh, you see, yeah, it's a part time job. That's perfect, isn't it? It's like because I'm going to spend this cash on models anyway. Uh, go <laughs> cheaper models is even better. Well, yeah, that's another story about the yeah, last I mean, weight order. I think I I, you'd have to be uh, a fool or uh, Alan to think that the mortificator wasn't fantastic. Yeah, I think the only issue is it's got the classic trap, or in the same trap that we talked about when we talked about Pravian, which is you can get carried away very quick. In fact, much easier to get carried away with um, a uh, contemptor talent and a, a mortificator than it is with a Pravian. Yeah. and end up blowing like a good third half of your army uh, on um, on three dreadnoughts and a, well, and a dude. Like I said, Zone Talis, that's why I went for just him and two box noughts, because yeah. it's a fairly cheap option, looks cool on the, on the table, it fits the theme um, of, of the game style. Um, but yeah, I, I just love the, the concept behind this guy. Yeah. Don't stand in a five-inch circle facing a... Falcon. No. My other top tip. I mean, it was a mistake. I've looked at doing them for my um, black shields. Yeah, that would work. What Just, uh, quarters? Yeah, quarters. Two uh, mortificator, two quarters. Zabem, let's go. Just I mean, punch you to death. Uh, a friend of ours was asking about doing, uh, asking me about an army, because um, he wants to do a dreadnought army, and I basically he says, "Well, how would you do a dreadnought army in Heresy?" And I was like, "There's the official way of doing it, which we would you every game, and it was shit." Oh, it can't be that bad. It is. Or I could do you this, and effectively did him a dreadnought based army that was two Grayslayer squads, uh, two mortifica uh, mortificators. I can't say it at all now. Uh, mortificators with dreadnoughts, uh, which because they've got to fulfil the extra. So it had, to, it had a pray a praetor, obviously, and the fulfilled. And then you've got to have extra HQs, haven't you, as part of the 
You got to have one thing. for every thousand points. So uh, two multiplicators with dreadnoughts. Uh, I think two leviathans and a derodeo. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you don't get a lot, but that, that, that you is... might as well be playing fucking battle tech at that point. Well, yeah, that's but that was to me that was a better way of doing. Oh, an it's army. better than Fury of the Ancients. For instance, like every time something dies, your opponent gets a billion points. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing. But the troops are well done. Mm. <laughs> That's one thing that better change in version 2. Like, if they drop version 2 and they don't do anything with the rights of war, then I'm going to... I just send... hope they keep that. I just hope they keep the rights well, of war. I'm going to send a strongly worded cake. <laughs> we all know that cake really lands. Yeah, man. RFI caused some real waves with that completely pointless cake. I mean, the, the Forge World staff did say it was an enjoyable cake. They, they did. did. They, they didn't did. respond to any of the questions, I don't think, but... No, and then everyone got really salty and quit. We didn't, though. We're still here. Never no. mind, <laughs> I'm going to get this tumbleweed noise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to the next one, then, which I have to say up front, I really well, am a on. massive fan of. One second. Would you include a modificator? Yes. Would you include a modificator? Yeah, but yeah. again, with the same proviso, it's like... You know, watch the points, people. Watch the points. Yeah, I think you either build fully around it or you go as cheap as you can do that's to a, keep it going. That's a fully gold-plated wood bang. It's a five out of five. Yeah. yeah. Ten out of ten, wood bang again. Uh, which brings us on to um, the next one, the Nullificator Prime. Primus Nullificator. I've got to say, I know very little about this one. Oh, well, he's basically anti-demon boy. Yeah. So, he is 45 points on top of your standard console. He's armed with an Aether Shock Maul. Whack! Hexagramic Wards. Whoa. Cataphracty term Terminator Armour. Oh, I know this guy. This is yeah. the one that... Because they, they released the unit of dudes, didn't they? They didn't release it. They've got rules. We got, they've got sorry, rules in, the, in the same book, yeah. Special rules. He has Adamantium Will. Uh, may choose to take a psychic mastery level for fifteen for five points. Sorry, but must select from the Santic uh, demonology discipline, and the Credo Annihilato, which just sounds like you know the Arrogato Mister Roboto. It's the Creed of Annihilation. Yeah, uh, an army that includes at least one Primus Nullificator ignores the zero to one restriction on Legion Nullificator units and may select them as troop choices. Uh, but these units gain the support unit special rule. So they can't be compulsory troops, basically. Basically, he's got a real big mallet that he twats psychers with. Yeah. How'd you like this? Yeah, I don't know. I, I toyed a long time with taking um, a notificator because I like the, the, the idea of the law behind them. That Towards the end of the heresy, the legions were like, mm, the bad guys keep doing weird shit. They've, they've got they've got brains that light up. Never mind yeah. um, wrinkled ones. Remember remember like brother Josh who got who found that book and ended up being a bit weird. Where's he these days? <laughs> Just in the in the dark decks like scribbling about demons. No, he's like what's the name out of the IT crowd that hides in the in, yeah, in the uh, server room. He's Richmond. Yeah. What are you doing out of the What are you doing out of the dark decks? <laughs> so the reason I like him is specifically because um, it gives me a. There's two reasons. One, the rules and the and the model work really well with Imperial Fists. But two, actually, it fits. It, 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 I've always felt really uncomfortable taking a librarian in Fists because Dawn's such a bell end about stuff like that. No, no, we said we weren't. Everybody in the room. They're the Richmonds. Get in the room. Get in the room. You're not allowed out. 
I mean, up until Solar War. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, then again, <laughs> then again, I'm reaching for whatever weapon when someone next to me goes, I'm the man beside you. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I jump out of an airlock. Yeah. Samus is here. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it really got to the point where Dawn kind of went, you know what? Might have to eat my words a little bit here. Rogal Dawn is, um, if we're following the IT crowd analogy, he's like, yeah. bring me my librarian! <laughs> <laughs> Father! <laughs> me priest! Start those electric power pants. But he'd like the electric power pants because like of the, the shock light. glove. Yeah, shock glove. Um, but I like, the, I really like the Nullificator because obviously Imperial Fish can, he's in Cataphractic Terminator Army so you can give him a Storm Shield. Storm Shield and an Eth Maul, um, Maul looks rad and works really nice. Oh, I could give him a Drake scale Storm Yes. Mm. Yes. And Don't look at me like I'm happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let me just check. No, 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 the Give Us Your Thomas is not even registering. Today, <laughs> no, sorry. No. Um, yeah, stick it. <laughs> stick it, tyrant boy. Um, yes, but and, and then also it gives me the opportunity to use psychic powers and feel comfortable. I think that's the kind of thing that the uh, Primus Nullificator is something Dawn would be like, yes, I approve. What? Because, like I said, I, the reason why I don't know much about this guy is because I don't know much about one librarians in general although I've now learnt more about them but I don't know anything about the Santic demonology thing uh, well, Santic's imagine it's demonology but for getting rid of demons Only I'm talking about specifically what that is capable of doing Great Night Light yeah pretty much so what kind of psychic powers does it so provide? Warp Gate Banishment Banishment uh, it, it's basically hurting it's obviously some, anti-demon stuff anti-demon's anti-psycho as well yeah okay and cool. it's got I think it's got a a, 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 a Hulk smash power as well. I yeah, think, yeah, like um, I'll have a look. Yeah. Right, okay. it's, it's a decent set. The main downside to any demonology is you should miscast on any double. Any double, right. Any okay. double. That's the downside. Because you're Unless you're using, a demon. Because you're using naughty stuff, basically. Because you're using naughty stuff, yeah. Because uh, they don't have psychic hoods, do they? No. No. The only, the only model in the heresy range that has psychic hoods is Tylos Rubio. But yeah, that came up in a. Um, I think someone was question. Someone was kicking off on a on a, uh, a heresy group about that. Why is it that the librarians don't have psychic hoods when they should all have psychic hoods? And I was like, I think you'll find in the heresy they don't. Apart from this dude, he's the only one that. In the heresy. Oh, that's it. Because someone was asking why there's a rules for it in yeah. the rule book. In the heresy rules, they don't. Uh, in the fluff, they all tend to have them. Why can't I find the psychic power table? It's right. It's not in the place you expect. It's like right. Because if you look in the contents and it says it's psychic in powers, Connor, isn't it? Yeah. No. You've got to go. What? What do you mean? It's, it's like in the, it's in the Connor. like the summary section. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like in the index almost. It's not under the psychic powers rule section. No, because that'd be fucking crazy putting it in there. Almost it? like that would be sensible. That's some some real bullshit. It's some bull hashtag some bullshit is what it is. S-U-M bullshit. So anyway, um, continue talking about him. Yeah, so I, I really like it. Um, the hexagramic rewards give you a re-roll against which powers? That are used against him? Yeah. Specifically? Yep. Okay. Uh, but of course, the, if he's in the unit of them, they've all got it. So yeah, the, Can he the, only the, join that unit as well? No, I no. don't think so. You could, have him in, you could have him in a command squad. Okay. Or a another Terminator unit. And don't forget as well, which because which powers are affecting the unit and he's in the unit, things like his adamantium will and that are triggered anyway. I mean, the best thing about the shock, the, the Aethermall, is it has deflagra 
Yeah, it's a, it's a Volkite fist. How the fuck do you say it? Def- Deflagrate. Deflagrate. Okay, I'm going to eat my words because I just went into the uh, the rule book to open up to see if I could find that page, and it's literally open on that page. What does it say there, Ben? You bitch. So, Santic Powers, your prime power, or primaris power, is banishment. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go through specifically what the rules are. Uh, then your Gate of Infinity. I'm already sold. Because that reminds me of 2nd edition 40k. That's why, I, yeah. That's, that was that alone thing. is why I'd want that. Um, and I don't even know if it's any good. Uh, Hammerhand is the one you were talking about. Yeah, Smack. Sanctuary. Um... Oh, it's it's a good. proper fuck you if somebody's rocked up with demons, or if you're thousand sons. Not so well, the sentry is a blessing that targets the psycho. While the powers affect the psycho, all models in their unit receive plus one bonus to their invulnerable save. Yeah, models that do not have invulnerable save gain six plus. A... So what the hell? Riddle me this. Riddle me this. Imperial fists. Yes. Storm shields. Sanctuary. Suck a dick! <laughs> is that a two-up in runnerable? Oh yes! Jesus! <laughs> do you know do you know what I mean? So I've I have this theory about you know, and we've talked about it many times before, shop window strong and broken as strong. As it uh, ram rage strong. No, 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 because I, I I'd still posit that oh custodians are fucked. They are utterly broken but their shop window strong they are literally the oiled up boys like like the memes of them so you warp charge one as well S- suck dick <laughs> oh yeah the, the the where they've just got the helmet on and they're wearing yeah, 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 and yeah. The, I mean that's what I mean they're like look at this and like, oh you're talking about the, um, the the custodians yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've arrived at the slabnasium the air is quivering with anticipation um, so, but these guys are like Wait a minute, if I do this, this... Oh, hello. Yeah. I think I mean, we've just... got to roll it. Well, yeah, you've got to roll it, but... Fuck that shit. I think the best description of the Nullificators and the Nullificator Prime is they are, if if Grey Knights were not Grey Knights... Yeah. They're, like, the, they're the loyalist... Le- they're not even the loyalist Legion answer, because traitors can take them. No, I could see. I could totally see word bearers going, we're going to need some of these fuckers for all the yeah. demons that are running around, Death, frankly. Death Guard. Like ghost, Ghostbusters. Yes! On the, on the, <laughs> on the legs... <laughs> Well, uh, Zardu's out again. <laughs> get in the back in your cage. Then you've back got, in the cage. You've got Purge Soul, which sounds like uh, what an old Eldar mind mind war. Mind, mind chess. War. Yeah. <laughs> mind, <laughs> mind bullets. Then you've got Cleansing Flame. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got vor- oh, Vortex of Doom. Oh, yes! I oh, mean, my word! There is, there is no way you're casting that without setting fires in your face. <laughs> but who it, It's like Warp Charge 3. It is Warp Charge 3. Yeah. It is uh, which fire power, which with the uh, profile below, uh, if when using the power of the psychic fails the psychic test, which is on any double, they automatically suffer perils of the warp. Yeah. Vortex of Doom. Range 12, strength D. AP 1. <laughs> assault 1 blast. Doesn't specify the size, so that's three inch, right? Yeah, it's three inches. It's uh, cause large blast be five. Yeah, he just uh, runs in and soul bombs and himself. Vortex. But what are the vortex rules? Vortex means it stays around and moves. I have a vortex <laughs> template. Oh <laughs> uh, anyway, like I was saying, <laughs> Primus Nullificator. Mmm! Right, Chef okay. Kiss. I wasn't a fan. Because <laughs> purely because I didn't really know much about it. And two, it seemed very uh, because of the whole unlocking the the, the unit that were then support troops was like, eh, that's not that great because they're not even a scoring unit, but they become a scoring unit, but then they're dead expensive and it seems like a very 
very roundabout way to get those units into a troops choice. You see, I, I've got a I've got a hard on for a, a full Terminator list for Imperial Fists, and I can see these. Oh yeah, with it. what we have to see in yeah. those those psychic powers. Take, take the Nullificator Prime, give him a squad, put him in a spooky bus. Yeah, and then paint it multicolours and have a dog. <laughs> Oh my God. I would have gotten away with it too I, if it wasn't I want you that, pesky you, nullificators. I want that purely. I want one of those for my, for my blood angels purely for the nostalgic blood angel uh, second edition blood angels thing. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. That is just got, got the rent to ghost nose wiggle go. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Four ticks of doom and in gate of infinity. Mm. <laughs> Daphne, hand me my maul. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Ooh. So I I, yeah, I would use one. Spin has just decided he would use one. Yeah. You would use one? Oh, fuck. Fuck yes. Have you built one yet? Yes. <laughs> I think that's another. Uh, okay, I'm curious now, actually. How have you modelled him? Because like, to me, I like the idea of him using, um, like, you know, the Word Bearer's Terminator armour? Mm. Where it's got like the sigils kind of scratched into the armor. Oh well, I'd like no, that, see, but in imperial fish colors would look. Well, cool. that's the thing. I wasn't it, it, at the moment. It just looks like a, a Cataphractic Terminator. What I have done is I've got some. Uh, you know the school, mold, like the Chaos Knight school shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I I think I'm trying to remember where they are now. They're in a bits box somewhere. I've I've I know cut, those, talk, I've cut yeah. those into a pair of shoulders, so he's got like, these like demon skulls over his shoulders. Make him look like <laughs> I'm a spooky boy. Um, that'll be that. Just a big fucking mall shield, uh, and that that basically in. But then the rest of it's in paint job, and, and actually do the sacred, same sacred geometry I do on my word bed. Yeah. But on. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I just think that would look, that would look really cool on various colours. The more um, the more savage legions, like the the white scars, the salamanders. Legions like that, where there's like a cultural background for them to lean on, you'd be able to make a really, really nice nullificator for. Because mm. they're like, oh, we fight the spooky bad things from our fairy oh, tales. Space Wolves, perfect. Oh, no, yeah, I should have said that because Jake's probably listening. No, you don't understand. I've got to nail these animal bones to my face. Yeah. This is how it works. I'm not a psycho. I use the power of Fenris. Don't make uh-huh. me slap you. I will slap you straight to Nakia. <laughs> or Nicaea. Yeah, it's, which one is it's hard K in... Yeah, it's in, Nikia, isn't it? Yeah, it's N-I-K-E-A, but the Council of Nicaea, which is in history, well, actually, is N-I-C, is it? Nikia. It's difficult. Yeah. Nobody speaks. Nobody speaks no, no, ancient Latin it's or spelt Greek. with a C in the It is, ancient, but it's always it? hard. It's, yeah. it's you pronounced. Yeah. Common pronunciation of Latin and Greek is it's hard to say. Fucking hard. Oh, boy. Fucking So, yes, Primus Nullificator. Mmm. Ooh, loving that. Hey, make those six noises. Oh, oh no. no. I thought we were past <laughs> this. No. Right. Fucking <laughs> Soul fucking Tarvit. Yeah, you're going to be working with somebody. Uh, it really isn't into the gay scene. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's Ray Purchase. Right. Um, ne- last one, then, uh, for this particular console war. And I think Spin's about to get excited, but not perhaps as excited as he was just a moment ago. The Warmonger. Yep, big fan. So, 45 points on top of the console cost. Which you have to say is a bit steep. But what he gets is part of that. His war gear is an iron halo and digital lasers. Uh, the Legion Warmonger console uh, and any unit they join may de- deep strike. Um, yeah. 
and then the standard upgrades for a Centurion. Yep. I like him because he, one, he basically fulfilled a role that I hadn't really had before. Uh, and he, he, in terms of, he's like a, um, he's a command option, obviously. But he's like, a, I don't know, he's like, he's, to me, he sits between the champion or the con- the champion and the uh, Praetor sort of like he was, in terms um, of his hierarchy. He was described as like the the officer that was going to be a Praetor. Yeah, like he's on the, the path the to rising becoming, yeah, star. He's a, yeah, yeah, he's a rising star. So that's kind of signified in his gear. So Iron Halo and digital laser, laser fingers. Laser fingers. Which <laughs> is actually a bit of a downside in my opinion because of, well, in that, okay, so to me, digital lasers kind of wants you to encourage him being in combat. And you're saying you don't want him in combat. Well, no, it's just the fact that as you deep strike, you can't get into combat very quickly. And you're Not like basically turn. No, but you are left open, to, effectively. This is the downside to deep strike. Only striking. if you deep strike in the open. Do you want deep strike into a building? I can deep strike behind, behind the building? Well, yeah, but then you are probably too far away to get to combat the next turn anyway, because by that time... Anyway, regardless, what I liked about it is the fact that in Heresy, Terminators, generally, as standard don't have options to deep strike. Unless you're an Imperial uh, Fist. Yeah, I'm going to say, and I think this is why it's less attractive to me, because you've already got this as an option. Yeah. yeah, so, but as an Iron Warriors, the idea that I could then deep strike the term, uh, Tyrant Terminators was a big draw for me. Controversial opinion, I think deep striking, I think putting him in Terminator armour and deep striking Terminators is a trap. It is. I absolutely agree. Um... However, the idea of him deep striking Iron Circle isn't so much. That's fun. That's a lot of points for. Yeah, but essentially it gets around. It yeah, but it gets around one of the Iron Circle's biggest issues, and the fact you can't transport them in anything, and otherwise you walk them across the board, and then they just get shot to bits. I mean, realistically, who's taking Iron Circle? Uh, I, I want to. Why? Because they're cool. They are cool models. But they're so expensive. Yeah, but they're cool. And now I can get them into a place where it's like, you've got to deal with these guys or they're just going to start minting through you. Because when they hit, they hit like trucks. I, get, I yeah. mean, yeah, okay, you've got fire drakes, but Iron Circle are the Iron Warriors fire drakes. And tougher because of it. Probably. Yeah. Um, but I don't, it was just cool. It was just I can order some deep strikes stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, I could deep strike a seeker unit. Uh, with plasma weaponry. Yeah, and just absolutely delete whatever you're. Yeah, exactly. Of. You know, uh, you combine it with um, you know infantry that have got nuncio boxes as I did today. Um, you know, you've got a lot. It opens up a lot more options. But yeah, like you said, the trap is, is the reason why it works. I think for tyrants is because tyrants have got the missile launchers, so yeah. it put it allows you to position them in a better, you know, in a more in a better position as a reaction to what the enemy's doing. You know, sometimes, if, if to me, I've always said that Tyrants shouldn't be in tanks because it's effectively wasting their firepower. They want to be on the table, walking. Well, they don't get a much better save being in a tank than they would do just wandering around. No, uh, you know, it, it, that's the that's trap, is putting them in a bit in a spot and driving them forwards. It's like, yeah, but they're, they're range support, you know, stick them in a the building. You, well, you don't even need to stick them in a building because they've got four. Stand them the open. They've got the best cover you can get. But the, the the issue they generally I found early on was that okay, great, they're here. But what I want to be shooting at is behind that building over there, and I've got to walk two turns to be able to get a shot off. Now it's like right, put them in reserve. Okay, I might miss out on a couple of turns of shooting, but they're going to probably delete some whatever they shoot at, 
or whatever they land in front of. Yeah. And then you've got to deal with them. You know, you've got to deal with them at that point. And that's what I like about Deep Strike. It's, it just it opens up options on the table. Um, but yeah, I, I, at first it was like, yeah, Terminators get Deep Strike. But since learned, as you say, it's a bit of a trap. You're actually better off probably putting in a deep strike in other units into that into that into that role, and that, uh, you know going with a more of a power armored build, um, warmonger. Yeah, you see, I don't. I only really use. I'm thinking about where I use deep strike, and it's only in um, armies that deep striking's the thing, mm. like uh, um, Angel's Wrath, and you know where or, or with all my assault marines. Or where I'm doing, uh, I've got like an orbital assault list for the word bearers, and I've got some deep striking terminators in that. I think, but then again, it's in the same ballpark as everything coming down at once uh, and, and deep striking. Um, I've I've never really had a use for deep striking something specific. Outflank always works better for me, I find, and that might just be a playstyle thing. I think it's because I, when it comes to outflank, I don't like the the random element of outflank. Yeah, because. Yeah, when it works, it's great. But when it doesn't, it's like that's a unit that's now not only been wasted by being in reserve, but now he's probably wasted for the rest of the game because it's just in the wrong place. Yeah. Uh, Deep Strike obviously has its own risks, but I usually try and counter that by putting non zero boxes on on units to allow for that. Um, I mean, like I did play a game where I deep I had two Wombungas Deep Strike in two Tyrant units that worked out quite well. Because I could really just position them in places where they get excellent fire fire lines, and they're just like, right, that unit is gone. That unit or that tank or that 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 dreadnought, they're gone. You know, it's it, you know, and then it's like, well, they're just now free to do whatever they want. Um, there is something quite satisfying about the look on your opponent's face when you deep strike fire drakes. I mean, I've only ever done it at that uh, doubles event we yeah. went to. But like the uh, the the last game of the day when we were playing um, Curtis and his friend, yeah, and uh, they were like, "All oh, right, cool, like you've set up and everything." And I was like, "Yeah, these terminators are deep strike." And they were like, "Yeah, no worries." And then I brought them down, and and <laughs> Curtis's friend were like, "Are they fire drakes?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "They're a problem." <laughs> yeah. Because if we, especially with fire drakes, when to, when the, and this is why I'm I've been exploring the idea of um, the iron circle. The downside to iron circle is that realistically you need a a, a, a cortex controller. So people are getting around, like figuring out ways of getting, like timing it so you get like a model that's got the cortex control there at the same time. The way I look at it is like generally you deep strike deep in the enemy, they will go towards the nearest enemy model anyway. Um, I thought Iron Warriors can any no no okay. well, no. Unfortunately, sure. Iron Circle are like any automa automata. They need a cortex controller, Oof. and he doesn't have one and can't buy him one. Oof. Yeah, only a warsmith can buy one. Ooh. But, you know, like I said, people do things like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be doing this with uh, an army that's got um, Petrabo because he can deep strike. Mm. So I went back and checked, actually, after last episode. Not So normal tech marines can't buy Cortex controllers. No. Iron Warriors tech marines can. The tech marines can? Yeah, Brotherhood of Iron tech marines can buy them as well. Yeah, but yeah. I'm I, specifically Iron Warriors Tech Marines can purchase Cortex controllers. Okay, because I know the Warsmith can. Yeah, the Warsmith I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know about the rule that the the Tech Marines could do. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but the way I looked at it, it was like, okay, a deep strike them deep into the enemy lines. It will move towards the nearest unit. Well, that's probably going to be something I want to hit anyway. So, and then it's like a you kind of you know like you said like with the, the fire drakes when they come down, they might come down late, but it might be too late for you to be able to deal with them. 
yeah. And then it's like, well, do I just let them rampage through my lines, or do I dedicate something to deal with them? The the better side for the fire drakes is that they're a scoring unit, so you kind of have to deal with them. But uh, I just like the fun idea of a of, of these uh, iron circle because I just love the models. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't found a use for one yet, if I'm honest. Um, I, I've moved away from it since I'd yeah. like to. When it, like I said, when the book first came out, he was probably my favourite one. Because he can but, be your warlord, can't he? Because he's not got the support officer. Yeah, he yeah. can be. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I don't know. Maybe but, there's a can. I I think he maybe should have a master of the legion as well. That's what I, I think. I said that when it first came out. I was like, it feels like he's missing the master of the legion. Considering the Herald being upgraded to have that. Well, then you'd have Delegatus. Delegatus, which is like, if you think about like a career path for the Marine officers, Delegatus, I always think as, right, this is your opportunity to shine. Yeah. You're a sergeant, you're now captain. Yeah. Or you're a lieutenant, I, I want you yeah. to lead this. You get sent on a mission yeah. with a small force. Yeah, it's like, because your centurion is your line captain. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know how um, heresy companies are broken into a thousand Marines and then. Each hundred is a company, so you have like your centurion as a as a captain. Delegatus looks after the the line company, and then like your war your warmonger and your praetor deal with like the overall big conflict, and it's like I don't get why. Yeah, I agree with you. Delegatus has Delegatus feels like this is your opportunity to shine. Warmongers like you're on the you're you're already on that track. You're on that track. You're proving yourself. Yeah, but in both but, cases, they they should have the Master of Legion thing. Yeah, it's, I, like, it's like Falcus Kyber to yeah. um, Abaddon. Yeah. If anything, I would say drop maybe the Iron Halo on him and let him have that. As well, a I mean, I, I think the Iron Halo makes sense, but by that token, then you think well, maybe Praetors should get an Iron Halo by default, just you know, because who the fuck doesn't made take it, one? Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I well, unless you put. Well, him put him in, in Terminator armor. Yeah. And like, that's where that fall, that one falls down because he gets an iron halo as part of his upgrade points. But you put him in Cataphractide Terminator armor and he's, well, he's kind of front at that point. Yeah. But it is to buy him as a, a warmonger, like to upgrade your Centurion to a warmonger is cheaper than buying an iron halo. No, iron halo is twenty five points. It's not. It's Fifteen. 15? Mm. Oh, I'm very wrong then. I'm thinking back to the good old days. I did Nant. I think it's 15. 25 points is a Paragon Blade. Oh, that's maybe what I'm thinking of then. But yeah, I, 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 I pulled an Evans. I very much think he. Um, oh, maybe it's 20 and 10. I very much think I he needs know, to man. have that. Oh no, oh, hang on. We've all been in the sun for too long. We today. have been in the sun. He's 10 long. points according to this on a Warsmith, but. Well, anyway, uh, I've obviously got something wrong there. Um, but yeah, I, it, it feels like he needs that ability to unlock right to war, mm. and that would definitely make him my probably my choice for my or and his controversial point of view. So, Delegatus has his own right war. Why not give the warmonger one? Yeah. Oh, enable more deep strike. Yeah. Or, or yeah, maybe a, a kind of like teleport assault type yeah. of war. Yeah, well, that, like that. That, that would. I mean, me, I would probably then take him over a Praetor a lot of the time. Because the, I love Praetors, great, but you kind of feel like you want to be building for the combat capability of him. Mm. That would then make him feel like he's a leader that's more about the range support and the tactical element that, of it. I, I think, I, talk about blowing your own trumpet, but I think that's a fucking shit. Yeah, I, I if, did, the, actually. if the Warmonger's <laughs> shtick was Terminators get Deep Strike 
that's his blanket rule, then you're not stepping on Pride's toes. Yeah. Because... They're not unlocking them as true. They're not unlocking them as true. Well, I mean, that is, again, that's an interesting flip, isn't it? Because if you think about Chosen Duty, it's veteran squads. Yeah. You could have the Warmonger, it's Terminator squads. Uh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. That's interesting. Teleporter Assault, Terminator squads are uh, compulsory troops. Sorry, I've just figured out what's going on here. Uh, so a Iron Halo on a power arm or artificer arm of Prey Toys, 25 points. Uh, okay. On a Terminator, it's 10 points because obviously you can upgrade a Tartarus Terminator to have a full uh, vulnerable right, save. Yeah. But on a Cataphractor, you just don't bother taking it. Yeah. And that's why I generally build Terminator Prey Toys because they work out a few points cheaper than... Yeah. And also my Warsmith is built in, ter in Terminator armor. But See, oddly, I always, I always go for power armoured. I don't know why. It's because my Warsmith is in, is in yeah. cataract armor, so but I generally build armor. I don't know, personally, I feel that the Warmongers... The fact that he has Deep Strike is the thing that makes him attractive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think the Deep Strike... Because it's only him and one unit. Yeah, yeah. If, like you say, if he had Master of the Legion, he has a bit of utility, he'd be more attractive as just a bog-standard like officer, field officer. Then the question becomes, for me, should he then be an alternative to the Praetor slot? Well, by definition... So rather being a console? No, 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 no. I think he is a console. Yeah. On the basis that Praetor... If, I, think, I think where I'm going with this in my head is it's a career path traje trajectory. Yeah, he's one below the Praetor. Yeah, he's one below the Praetor. He's still a console, but what we're saying is... is He's he becomes like captain of the first company, if you like. He's the equivalent of an Abaddon. See, to me, that is the Praetor. Yes, I know, but like, so Abaddon is a Praetor. Falcus Kyber is his second, who would be the, the warmonger. warmonger. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about he's on the verge of becoming yeah, yeah, yeah. Praetor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the, it kind of like if you think about where that that niche of that is, you know, like the, you're the in the senior officer class. Okay, yeah, you're all captains. But actually, you're the first amongst equals, mm -hmm. or one, you know, one of the peers, council of peers, sort of thing. Yeah, that that to me is one of the more jarring differences between the books and the game, is that only rarely, like I think the 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 most recent Saturnine does it. Saturnine refers to one of the Imperial Fist captains as a praetor, and I think it's like one of the very few times that it's done it. There, like the. Other books refer to Marines as Centurions occasionally, but it's like, I think because when the Black Books were Black written. Books were the Black Books came first, didn't yeah, they? I yeah, I think the rules came before the the novel series. Yeah, I wish that when Abnett wrote the first book, he'd taken more from the command structure of the Legions from the Black Books. So you had Abaddon as a Praetor. So you didn't un like Loken as a captain and things like that. Or I, a centurion. I can only assume that the reason why that is is when you think about the novels, a praetor as a rank isn't really something that the I don't want to I want to, Praetor is something that's come out of say a Roman organization. Yeah. 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 Okay. It is. But if you were a kid that's getting into the Heresy novel series... The Heresy novel series weren't written for children, though. They weren't written for children, but as a generalisation, not necessarily children, but for the, say, young adult or you know late late teens, whatever, your understanding, especially in this country, of military hierarchy is your lieutenant, lieutenants, captains, 
I did hear somebody do a portmanteau Colonels and stuff uh, like that. Lieutenant and Lieutenant and call them a Lieutenant. A Lieutenant. <laughs> which I quite liked. Uh, in terms of the, those are the kind of, if you think about it on TV and all that stuff, no one calls something a Praetor unless it's, you know, historical yeah, Roman. I, I, I get that, but there's plenty of other fiction which don't have any grounding in how our modern day military ranks work. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sense. not disagreeing with ah, you. Ah, Chief Spathlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm just thinking from a, from Games Workshop's perspective and maybe those writers' perspective for the law they're writing in and the potential audience they're talking to, that might have just been a conscious, let's keep it simpler to what people recognise for the novels. I mean, I guess, but that kind of flies in the face of every Xenos race and naming convention they have. True, but then it's Xenos, so you've you got that kind of suspension of disbelief yeah, at that you, point. Even so, if you want captains and colonels and lieutenants and stuff, that's guard. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, and you get that true, when yeah. you talk about... Well, you'll see it when you read Mortis. Or, or primaris lieutenants now. Yeah. But the, my, my point of view is, like, they the, cha- the opportunity was there to be... Matching. I mean, all it takes is in the very first book. You can just lay it out. Yeah. And all it is is one of the remembrances asks... Why, why are you, why are you called a praetor instead of a captain? And then it's explained through exposition, which isn't a, you know, it's a narrative tool, but it lays the groundwork. Anyone that reads that book understands a praetor is above a captain or a centurion or whatever. It gives the legions a unique feel because they're not just everyone's a captain except one captain's better than all the other captains. Yeah. And it's, then it's weird because they, they kind of do it. It's, it's real kind of... Um, innuendo in terms of how they approach it it's like ah well this is Typhon and he's the first captain Mm. and it's like but nobody kind of it's it's made out like well it's kind of just more important yeah yeah don't don't lay it out the only difference between like Abaddon's the first captain but he's also the captain of the Justerian and that's what makes him he's first company Justerian captain that's his special thing Ralderon First captain. What does he have? He just gets called chapter master, and like it, it, it lays by, by process yeah. of elimination. <laughs> but it lays down the groundwork for a praetor being equal to a chapter master. So that's your link to forty k. So people who know what forty k is can instantly go, oh okay, he's in charge of oh. a thousand marines, mm. which is essentially what a praetor did. Yeah. And you know, I, I just think it's a missed opportunity. It's not not to say that a million and one captains doesn't work because everyone eventually figures out who's who anyway. But I just think it would have been it would tidy have, better. Yeah, it would have meshed better with the game, mm. and it would have been slightly more unique than being yeah, like yeah, this is agree. first captain Jeff and second captain Ben. But second captain is he's, he's probably just as good as Jeff. Mm. Ah, but well, third it, captain, he's a right mover. I mean, a good a good parallel, I suppose, for that description is the Dark Angel structure. But you know, the the company masters, you know, they're all company masters, yeah. but they're all part of the inner circle, that sort of thing. So they're all considered as equal. Oh man, fucking book nine, Jesus. So there's companies. So there's 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 masters. There's chambers that sit inside the wings, and then you have wing masters and seneschals. But you can't be a member of more than one chamber, but you can be a master of a chamber, but then join a second chamber, but only if you've mastered the first chamber. And you can be in a part of a chamber from a different wing. I don't understand how they have time to actually go to war with that kind of... <laughs> it's <laughs> because, because for the first, like, hundred years or so, 
They had nothing to do <laughs> except write all this mad shit down. And then they went into space and completely ignored the Great Crusade and just went hunting for the really hard shit that they didn't think the other legions could deal with. Got the shit consistently kicked out of them until there weren't many of them left. Came back to Terra and they went, hey, how's the Great Crusade going? And all the other legions were like, who the fuck are you? And why do you have 9,000 different ranks? This is bullshit. And what's that weaponry you got? Oh, I'm sorry, but just hiding yeah. that. Yep, should have put that away. See, my favourite thing about Book Nine is it finally tells you where the homeworld was before they found Caliban. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's like cool. This is where we. This is like where we keep all our secret shit. This is where the vaults are, and then they find Caliban, and they're like, "We don't trust Caliban. We're gonna leave all our shit here." And then Caliban's like, "We don't trust this other world. Why have they got stuff we haven't got?" And I'm kind of like, "This is why Luther did what he did. You <laughs> fucking deserved this from the start." And then they were like, oh, uh, let's go fight the Rangdang. They seem like a bunch of cool guys. Oops. <laughs> oh, I've got two guys left. Call the Alpha Legion. <laughs> Quick. But that shit we'll cover in the um, Dark Angels. Mm. See, now we can all get back together again. Yeah. We can do the Legion-specific episodes. Because one of the ones we want, wanted to do is we wanted Ant Because the pandemic's our excuse for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, because we... It is now, and we're sticking with it. <laughs> we, we did discuss it. I mean, we, we, we could probably go back to what episode three for the role that we did. I mean, on that one. I mean <laughs> suck my meaty dick, <laughs> frankly. The consensus was Ant wanted to be Evolved, in person yeah. so he could ask questions because he doesn't know a lot of the. Yeah, the no, I think it'd be a good interaction to yeah. do it that way. Yeah. Before we get deep balls deep in that though, warmongers, yes. yay or nay? I'm on the fence. I, they've got applications, and I could see them being used in certain. Like, for example, I'm more likely to take them in a doubles game where, for the memes, I'll deep strike um, fire drakes. Am I likely to take them in my normal 2.5 build? No. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of with you there. Um, and again, for, for, my, for my main loyalist legion, they don't really do anything for me. I think for me, initially they were yes. Absolutely yes. Brilliant. Opened up something that I've been... Because for me, it'd been missing. I think... Because I'm uh, Imperial Fist, have got the option to do it. I was like, I want that, you know. And especially after Perturabo, they took that option away as well. This opened up that niche again. But after using them a couple of times, I don't think they're worth it mm, so much. Yeah. Not for the points upgrade that you put, you, you invest into them. I think since after exploring other options like the, the you know the multi- multiplicator and stuff like that, I think there are other options that are better used yeah. or more useful for the table. I think they're in the same tier as the uh, as the Maratat. They're a meme. Uh, they're a niche use. Yeah. And there they, are people they're that... cool for a modern opportunity. They're cool yeah. for, uh, for a, like say, a couple of, a one-off game maybe. But I think if I was going to an event where I'm playing multiple games, I probably won't bother with them. There are people that are going to swear by them and say we're wrong. Like they do oh, with the no, event, we, we, like, we love getting the opinions of people yeah. that think no, we're wrong because if it opens our eyes to things that we might not have seen. Yeah, if we've missed something and there's an application for the warmonger that, that we've overlooked, like, for example, um, the when someone said, oh, Moritats are actually really good when you give them terminal lucidity injectors, and I was like... That sounds like some space age bullshit. <laughs> Who has those? That sounds like something got a necro under that. I was does. like, damn, which legions got this mad tech? But yeah, legion specific stuff. Oh yeah, will probably make them better. Yeah. But we're approaching it from kind of like a generic standpoint of yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of the legion specific rules, what are their uses? But yeah. then, having said that, though, we've just talked about imperial fist getting. 
Well, I mean, the, the, yeah, the, um, we, we can only address the legions that we play. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, we don't but, know. We're talking talk about it in the context. I, mean, I don't. I mean, the other point is, I, I play. I think, I think word bearers are amongst. They've got the vanilla legion feel of ultramarines. I think they're more vanilla than ultramarines. To well, be honest, possibly they are. They're, they're, there's, there's nothing you can't do with them. Like I said, the only constraint is is the the HQ thing. With they're the a bit of a Swiss Army knife, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. One of the reasons I like them is like there's no there's no list, there's no right war that you couldn't do. There's think. no, but there's no there's no specific theme that they follow. Yes, you, if yeah. you if you got ten word bearer armies and ten Alpha Legion armies, I can guarantee that eight of the Alpha Legion armies would be headhunter Leviathan with uh, Exodus and um, what's his face. No, not Exodus. Who's the... Uh, Dynat. Dynat, yeah. And oh, Alpharius in it. Yeah. And, uh, but I was going to say, you probably wouldn't get Exodus in any of them. No. Uh, but, if you, but if you did uh, 10 word bearer legions, you might get a couple of serrated sun drop lists. Yeah. There'd be loads of variety. Right. In Outside of the Galv Warback, which obviously they're their own, that's, that's yeah. the, the difference. I think, yeah, the word bearers are the most... Codex Astartes? <laughs> no. The mo- they, like, they can do everything. Like, Look, the, like, the, the, it's almost like the Cat Battle of Kalf is done in that way. You've well, got those I mean, two fairly generic legions yeah, I mean, this, which it, it, but allow you to expand on those sides. Yeah. So Traitor or you know Loyalist, it's like they're the building blocks that you can yeah. work any pretty much any army from. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I mean, I, I, Word Bearers is always the one where I think you know, that's my generic one. Imperial Fist has got stuff that it's really good at, and it's like, yeah, you know, you wouldn't... A character that can have Deep Strike... Yeah, well, whoopsie-doo, we've been, been doing that since the start. Yeah. Night Lords are the same. I think Night Lords are the one that can do it, aren't they? They're the other people that get teleport transponders. I believe so, yeah. Or they just... Yeah, because um, Sevatar and the Atramentar. I think that's why I get so frustrated about Iron Fist armies, because they're tools... Who's the fuck are the Iron Fists? Sorry? Who the fuck are the Iron Fists? He's some dude it's from Marvel. Imperial Fists, sorry, yeah. He's like, a, he's like a kung fu dude, his fist glows. That's, that's what Barrow hey, Stantiak was trying I'm to I'm pointing this down to the heat. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, but the yeah, the Imperial Fists is the... It's like they've got the best of everything. So, okay, no, think about it. So, Blood Angels get access to the Assault Cannons, but yeah. they get access to the Assault Cannons. So do the Imperial Fists. Fire Drakes get some really cool shields. So do the Imperial Fists. You know, everyone can now get access to. Oh, well, uh, the, the Iron Warriors trick was Deep Strike and Terminate. Well, Imperial Fists get that. There's a lot of things that they've got that other legions have got access to only that they the Imperial Fists have access to in addition to other things. And then they've got the Heavy Bolter thing, which is applies to pretty much any Space Marine that's going. I mean, that's why they they, they take vanilla and make it a, a, a virtue. Yeah, they, they, they are. I mean, they are very good, but I think they don't, they don't all work together, though. I'm not saying they do, but and so, then and then on top of that, they get the the right of war that gives plus one toughness to uh, to breaches and stuff like that. Stone Brethren, yeah. Stone Gauntlet, Stone yeah. Gauntlet. I, I I still I still point out to you, I don't own the Stone Gauntlet. I know you don't. I'm, yeah, but you're not what I would consider a. Not necessarily a normal. Uh, <laughs> You're not player, normal, but as in you are. It's not normal. I tell thee, you don't go with the the norm, as it were, because you like I, to push yourself on other directions. I, I do. I do like to go. I am Against kind of that contrary person that somebody goes. Yeah, this is what you ought to do. I'm like, fuck you, dude. I'm not doing that. Like you said, if you were to then go Alpha Legion, you would never go with a head of the Hydra list. 
No, not really. I mean, I, I've not. I've gone with the Pride of the Legion for mine because it feels like it's more fitting to the yeah. style of arm that I'm going for. But I, I think the recon list would work really well for the Alpha Legion. I looked at that, yeah. I did. I have considered yeah. that, yeah. Anyway, yeah, but the point, the point being is, word bearers are quite generic. Some of the... I mean, I think, if you think about consoles, word bearers is a good one to think about because you are even more constrained than anybody else. Because it's like, oh, well, I've got to, I need something that's got Master of the Legion from, if I want to take a right of war. Then I've got to take a chaplain and or centurion to fill the compulsory, which I've only got one slot left. Mm. So whatever's filling that slot's got to be pulling its weight. I can't have any dead weight in that slot. And Warmonger's just not cutting it. No. Warmonger with Master of the Legion... Yes. Kills, in two, two, kills two birds with one stone. Yes. But I think that's probably why he doesn't have it. Um... Which is but, odd, because, well, because effectively, I, if you've got the Warmonger with Master Legion, why would you take a Delegatus? Right. Um, no, 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 i tell you why. Because of Chosen Duty. Chosen Duty is a very specific right of war. And I think that's what you'd have... In order to make the Warmonger work, is... He's got to have a different right of war yeah, that he has access to. Like, yeah. Something like ter Terminator Assault or Terminator Assault, something like that. Terminator com compulsory troops, and you've got to take them, and everybody gets deep strike. But that can be the only way of entering the game. So they've all got to teleport in. Yeah, much like the um, uh, the the deep strike, the drop pod. Yeah, yeah, right. Well. And the only difference, the difference between the Imperial Fists is then what you're effectively saying is that for every other legion, they've basically got all of their teleport capacity and gone right. We're using it all on this one assault. For Imperial Fists, though, it's just a much more general thing across their fleets. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. They've got the phalanx. Yeah. yeah, and then actually, I think that would that draws the sting of. But Imperial Fist and Night yeah, Lord, exactly because it then opens up the option to yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah. So Imperial Fist still can still use it as a right of war, but there's less incentive for them to do it. I'm going to throw out there that there are some issues with Book Eight and Book Nine that perhaps you know maybe it isn't deliberate that the Warmugger doesn't have um, Master Legion. Master Legion. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying it is, but you know, it's. <clears throat> I mean, the example of the Herald is has retrospectively yeah. gained Master of the Legion. But so, also, like I read out, it did. No, it I did. read out the Mortificator special rules, and they're they're worded so weirdly. Yeah. And they're so convoluted, and it it took two sentences to say, oh, on a, on less than a four, you take the damage as normal, but on a more than a five, you you. Save the and I'm like, you know why what they did are? you need the less than the four? They read the rules for the Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Yeah, indeed, they did. No. Yeah. And repeated you know, them. So my, I, I think it's quite interesting because having marked in an academic context group work, what that says to me is, five people working on it say, some people have really put a load of effort in. Some have gone, fuck it, I'll do it the night before. Yeah, and that guy made the armistice. It because it's a missed, I think him and the Warmonger missed opportunities. But whoever whoever did the um, nullif Primus Nullificator and Mortificator put the legwork in. Well, they they put in the they, they checked how things work in. Yeah, all or they've gone right. So where, <laughs> what is this guy? What's his background? What does he yeah. do? What's unique? What's special about him? Yeah. How does he fit in the context of everything else? Yeah. And the officer primes go, oh, let's just give him a fucking heavy weapon and be done with it. And the same with the warmonger is, oh, we'll give them the option to have deep striking terminators. Yeah. yeah. I know we've not mentioned the Easter Terrorist tonight, but Easter Terrorist again, well, I, I feel I was thinking, like they I think know we do spooky boys. Spooky boys, librarians and Easter Terrorists and all that. Like, yeah, Easter Terrorists. Um, Diabolists. Diabolists. I mean, I know only I can take them. But I mean, they're worth looking they at. Are still, they are still consoles. 
Cool. I think we're done then, aren't we, gentlemen? We've run out of content, lads. We've run out of content, yeah, we, but we've still we knew got this was all going to be beats. a shorter one, didn't we? Because one. We've been saying that it's two hours and 40 minutes. It's pretty oh, good. Because it was only three hours. Knock it. Plus, they've got new music, a bed, and a new logo. Yeah. I mean, fucking hell, man. I mean, and I mean some, you know, we're, we're talking about events and. I mean, know. God help them if we start releasing merch with logos on it, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I know, right. Or dice. Oh, I need to pick up that mug before we go. Yeah. What mug? Mm-hmm. Who's talking about mugs? Did what? Aaron take his mug? No, I don't think. God he damn it! Aaron. <laughs> Looks like you've got two mugs for the time being. Yes, I'll give it to him next time I see him, and then I'll give him the mug as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and on that deep, Laurent Andre, it's a fond farewell to you all. Peace. <laughs>